Oh boy. So as we had, oh, and I have my extra tech villain points on the screen now, right? I got that's the thing I always forget is I get I have myself the physical coin, but they're down here now. I actually mm -hmm. got them in a place where they're they're viewable. So as we left off our adventures last week, we had made our way down by sea or by buddy to the city of Kintargo, capital of the brand new nation of Ravunel, which this is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that they can see that. No, them. He was asking. No, he can't roll dice. <laughs> <laughs> well, with the sorry, with I had assistance, to figure it out. With assistance, maybe if if you put it in Severin's beak for him. Look, it was a valid question. Did it's you guys been get anything done when I was gone? Not at all. Not at all. We did shopping. We wasted so much time. <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of shopping. That was about it. And we did a bunch of cool things. Uh-huh. We, we saved Cypher's Point. Okay. And we went to Kentargo. That's good. That's, That's good. two things. That's a lot of things. We did two things. That's a lot of big things, though. That's two saving, more things than normal, I would saving think. Saving Cypher's Point is, it is really a larger thing. It's an amalgamation of many smaller things. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, we've made our way out to Kentargo, which this is kind of a neat crossover here. And I'm only sad that I haven't personally run this adventure path before. You may be familiar with the name of this city that came up last week as we began our journey. Uh, if in first edition you ever played Hell's Rebels... Or possibly Hell's Vengeance. I don't know how big it factored into Hell's Vengeance. I know it was the focal point of Hell's Rebels, though. If the name Kintargo sounds familiar, that's because that's the city that entire adventure pass took place in. So you may already be very well familiar, audience, with the history of Kintargo itself as a city, as there's a level like 1 to 17 adventure detailing why Ravenel is a country now. Which is just cool world connectivity. Now, we had arrived. We had done some things uh none of them productive terribly productive i look amazing shut up it's true we have some banging dresses you do have some banging dresses <laughs> now while you do have new dress can you perhaps touch arms together shut up require some force the iron in the corset i'm just just hear stitches popping. <laughs> just too many feathers. Don't stop. <laughs> and as the as the group of you are making your way back uh, through the uh, from the eastern side of Cantargo across the Grand Bridge to meet back up uh, with Marshall and Trishik with whatever they had been doing uh, on the way back to your inn, you actually see out of nowhere a very probably confused and lost looking buddy. Eh, <laughs> hey, buddy. Buddy. Why aren't you guys such sore eyes? You know what? Do you know this place was gonna be this big? And I figured when it, when when uh, Severin came over and they were like, told me to go to Cantargo. Seth? I figured I'd be able to find you guys at some point. <laughs> I I've been asking around all over the place. Nobody even knows who y'all y'all are. I can't I can't even imagine. Buddy. This is big city. And we came from the harbor too. If you've been asking around the gates, we haven't been there yet. That's because they haven't seen that us in these dresses. Once they see us in these dresses, they'll remember. I get you guys look a lot like Mortis Mortuary over there. Is this a is this a new? It's apparently high fashion <laughs> over in these parts. Really? Do you see? Apparently, also, what's high fashion is not being able to bend at the waist. If you can bend at the wow. waist, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I just defer to her. I, I'm not really sure how any of this works. Yeah, typically, people wearing dress like this have people to bend for them. Exactly. 
You are wise. Is money. Uh, normally, I they normally the the only people I've ever seen get ups like that are the ones that are uh, preparing the dead. Oddly enough, I well, don't know. Uh, well, perhaps I'll be preparing some dead this evening. You're looking like you're having trouble moving at all. <laughs> I don't think you'll be preparing for nothing. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps <laughs> I'll leave it at home. Yeah, these are like gothic England with the giant, uh, mm. like, frilled yeah. cowl. I believe Rasheed literally has, like, an iron-bound corset <laughs> at the moment that, uh, given the fashion, is probably not even under her dress. It's probably on the outside, so, if not part of it. The dress probably has uh, an AC bonus, actually. <laughs> it's at least, like, a chain shirt. Yeah, like she could probably take like a, like a body cut and just kink, it'd probably be fine. It's a change here with the max dex bonus of zero. Yeah. <laughs> and y'all did this willingly. This is it's Resme's idea. She seemed very uh, excited about it. Well. This is uh, they broke local law, and this is punishment. They have to walk around like this. Really? Now what? Now here now, guys. We're trying to make friends. And you guys, what's going on around here? Marshall. He's only joking, he's only joking. We haven't broken any laws that I know of yet. Oh, Marshall well, proceeds good. to roll on the floor laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would, you would just, I would imagine that Marshall would find all of this absolutely like stomach bursting hilarious. Like he's he's done for the day. Like he's crying. He doesn't get it. He's just like, oh, it's funny because she's in a dress. A dress. <laughs> I'm not terribly used to them, to be honest with you. You look beautiful. And the group of you between Buddy, who I'm sure is still in his full plate, just am, yeah, walking around. Well, I haven't changed much because I didn't but, really. Uh, but what's changing clothes? Incredibly visual, like a uh, visually distinctive dwarf, literally on the ground dying, and in these two, <laughs> as we discussed previously, the twenty charisma high fashion super babes standing in the middle of the street, <laughs> about an hour ish. Uh, hour, hour and a half before sundown, you would definitely be attracting an amount of attention. There's nobody nearby that would not be at least like. Anybody that made eye contact with me, I'd nod. Good day, sir. <laughs> Your head is just gonna be. Good day, sir. <laughs> sir. Yep. Ma'am. Yep. Perhaps if you get them inside, get them changed, get them ready for this evening's uh, activities. And along what? with the. Uh, We're not gonna go out to eat? attention that you Can would you be even? attracting here. Uh, you would draw, well, possibly the only familiar ca uh, face you know in Contargo. As approaching you would be Zavrik uh, from your ship's journey. It would come kind of with a raised eyebrow. Not so much a smile, it's just the sort of confused look. Ah, oh, what are you doing over in this district? I would have thought you'd have made yourself to the capital by now. Uh, well, we had arrived fairly early in the day, admittedly, but I... I needed some time to prepare and arrange things. Uh, even an, an ambassador doesn't see the Silver Court on an hour's notice. Uh, truth be told, it will probably be some time before I'm actually admitted to, well, pitch any ideas, really. Discussions will have to wait. And tell them it's been uh, finding lodging and just exploring the city. And surprisingly, regardless of, well, the size of Kintago, the group of you aren't strangely easy to find. You don't say. I wonder why that is. <laughs> and and he just kind of looks at Rasheen and Resme. I, I can see you've been very busy with your afternoon in the capital. Well, we're fabulous now. So I'm told. Well, to my understanding, and this may surprise you, I've never been 
just kind of looks down this very plain, simple, like, monk's robe almost, uh, with a single, like, very simple, just rope belt literally knotted in the front just to, to hold it. Never been one with much of an eye for fashion. Did he just ask for a makeover? No, no, I'm sorry. You... No, 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 I'm pretty sure that's exactly the words that just came out of your mouth. You would want to pick your words very carefully when you're around Resme. No, The I'm... slightest thing could set her off. No, seriously, like tomorrow, that's what we're doing. Well, I can't I... even remember what I said. And then, like, a whirlwind happened and I'm wearing this. I will admit I'm much more surprised to see, well, your guys than hers. Hmm. I hope that does not defend it all, but you didn't... Terribly strike me as the type either, either, either Roshin. I'm not a tech, I'm not a tech exactly, uh, but uh, Resme can be rather insistent uh, when she has her mind on certain things. No. But she assures me I look spectacular, even you if do. I feel a bit odd. Don't feel odd. Well, it's fashion for a reason, I suppose. The both of you wear it well. Still. It's very kind of you to say so. Though. At least um, that's two votes in favor. And he, he, he turns to look at you and in your giant full plate and your cowboy hat just kind of nodding and. Everyone kind of makes on contact your direction. Um, well, I, I don't believe we've met yet. Or... Ah, I, I should introduce you. Uh, this is Buford. Uh, he's uh, back from Breacher with us. Uh, got separated when we first entered Cypher's Point. Now uh, that's awful formal of you. Now you can just call me buddy. Uh, did you guys? Did you uh, come along with these folks? Are you watching out for them? You know, these guys get in a lot of trouble when I'm not around. And they get in a lot of trouble when I'm around, too, but... <laughs> <laughs> he still has his hands kind of together in front of himself, but he, he nods deeply. Well, buddy, then, if you, if you wish it, yes. Uh, Rasheen was kind enough to... Uh, grant me passage on their ship uh, to help me and ease my journey to Kintargo. Well, if you're looking for a place to stay, and I'm gonna come over and slap his back real hard. Yeah, I mean you better uh, come stay here with us. I mean you must be good folk around mm. here. We're just looking for some place to uh, lay down and get some food. <laughs> have, you ever, have you actually found a place to stay? No, I haven't. I've just been walking. Oh. <laughs> and in this response, I'm gonna proceed to rolling death saves because Marshall is just death dead. saves. <laughs> Eddie failed. But I, do, I, I will have you know, there's Thus a, ends Marshall's story. Laughed so hard he died in the middle of Kintargo. <laughs> there were some real nice folks around here, though. There's a, there just seems to be a lot of people that'll just, like, lay out wherever, and they seem real friendly. They offered me a pillow and, and blanket and everything, and I just stayed with them. Buddy, you, you stayed with... Why don't you come stay with us? So you slept on the street? Is that how it is? You found some you, you found some friendly vagrants and they set you up. There were some real nice folk, actually. They actually they were they were holding a sign that said anything helps and whatnot, and I thought I'd lend an ear because that always helps. So I came over and they told me their story, and I, it was a real long story, actually. We got they have a rough life, you know. I might go back there when I've got some pocket change going around because they could they could really use some help. Those folks, they're trying their best. Well, I would at least be. Cautious of your purse if you're staying in I don't Red have roof. a purse, so it's all right. <laughs> Though, admittedly, just by the look of you and, of course, what I've seen of your friends here, I can't imagine that any of them will pose you too much trouble. But it seems it's not a, well, sizable city like Intargo with an oft-forgotten and lightly policed district, all but abandoned by well, those who run things as not worth their time. An unfortunate, perhaps, necessity of a new metropolis, but one that certainly is avoidable. See a lot of awful big words here. You know, you may have to mince them a little bit to make everybody understand you. 
Uh, well, you see here he's coming actually as an ambassador uh, from uh, Nadal. Nadal, Nadal yes, country? indeed. Nadal, it's a country. Uh, the Umbral Council has sent me to make contact with the, well, the Silver Council here in Cantargo in this new nation to. Uh, those are a lot of words, and they're awful big. But it's from a country. I'm sure you're it's, an awful it's from somewhere side. else that's not around here. I'm actually not sure which direction Nadal is in. Which direction is Nadal in? It's actually just north of here. It's uh, it's that way, and she'll probably point possibly I'm in like, the northern are you, are direction. Are you trained in this society? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you probably don't know. It's a. It's, it's north of here. I'll, I'll take you, your, Roisin might not I'll look actually, it, but she is literally from the backwoods. <laughs> I'll take your arm and I'll rotate it about forty five degrees. <laughs> I'll be like, it's actually over there. That way. That's the way. I found myself in Cypress Points as a stopping uh, a stopping place on my journey, it's just to rest for an evening. And where's Cypress Point? It was the it was, it was the small town we, we came, came from. from. There. Ah. We got separated there. Names. That's right, good. I didn't get a name for that place. You had told me much of your travels and your arrival here in Ravenel, but it's still so easy to, well, uh, I guess for the full impact of your words to not truly bear the weight they should. You've simply magically. Well, I mean, what, what have you told him? You had like two, through two days on a ship. Time not does he anything. Know, like, we probably didn't tell no. him anything you didn't, specific. You clearly didn't know like where you were. Yeah. But, like, and I'm sure you didn't tell me anything about like Alcetta's ring. Would you tell him you just kind of like magically teleported got here? here. Yeah. Magically teleporting. I figured that the yeah. concept of that you'd been teleported here, you was probably safe enough. You just magically, simply arrived here. But uh, strange circumstances for strange times. I suppose. I suppose. So. So food, and then we can get start talking because you know I'm actually real hungry. Let's food and perhaps food. drinks are in order. Let me buy a drink, buddy. Drinks Come on, let's are go. A fabulous <laughs> idea. Drinks, you know. It's good to see you guys. Now, uh, admittedly, this is my first time in Kentargo, as I well maybe safe in assuming it's also yours. So I've no recommendations to make. I'm afraid. Oh, we have some. Well, the inn that we're staying at uh, actually does include meals, but uh, they've also recommended some areas that are supposed to be pretty good. There's a coffee house up uh, to the north. West, I suppose it'd be that way. And uh, I'll rotate your arm. <laughs> You've already shown me where North is. I can pick out Northwest from that. <laughs> but it's supposed to be quite good. It's supposed to be up there. Uh, they said it wasn't far, but distances are strange in this place. You could be walking for quite some time and still be not far. So I'm not entirely positive how, way, how far away it is. Well, to my understanding, most of the storefronts and businesses here on the northwest side of the city as a whole, up and they call it the uh, the Greens. The Greens was the nobility district. Oh, I don't remember. They had a name for it. But, Wait, but the Browns. The Browns seems like a likely candidate. <laughs> perhaps. Or perhaps the Greys is the stone may be more appropriate, or the Alabaster for the academy perched within. It largely, largely serves to uh, service students and travelers and younger clientele and has a wide array of bars and restaurants. Let's go there, Maybe then. Maybe the simplest place for us to find food and drink. And we've still at least an hour before sundown, I figure. Huh. Works well enough. Might as well use these outfits for something. Yes, I suppose so. I don't think you're going to be using them for eating. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how to... I'm not positive you'd want to risk the outfits with a meal. I, I'm in no rush, if you wish to or change. For anything, for that. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could just stand there and look pretty. I think I'd feel better if I was wearing something a bit okay. more... We can change. I was about to something say. a bit more flexible, like uh, like the battle plate. That's much more flexible than this. <laughs> Marshall's like tearing up. He's like, changed. hold on, hold on. I got a legitimate question to ask you. Can you even sit down? Of course we can sit down. <laughs> I'm not I asking you. <laughs> After fashion, I suppose. I don't know. I don't think I should risk it. Proceeds to laugh even harder. 
the dress comes with a built-in harness. You just kind of like. That's what I was thinking. It's so tight, you just kind of sit back. Yeah. Just like the tension of the dress kind of falls in place. No, like the scoot, the skirt actually has a couple of like iron rods built in yep. it that just kind of kick out, and you just kind of like yeah. a little bipod. You can just kind and of lean on. And then to get back up, the highest fashion, the, high the, the portable stool. That's it. <laughs> the dress just billows out, and I'm not sure actually if it's big dress or small dress. I'm not sure. And as you guys have getting you're getting your stock of hero points back here pretty well from Asane two twenty one in the chat. Marshall giving one out your direction, setting you back to two. I'm at three now, actually. Oh, do you have two already? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, so you the three then. I, I mean, I'll take them. Thank you. I had to, uh, yeah, the, I got. A, I, I tried to make sure the hero points were right before here because I had switched this back over. Uh, yeah. To I, add Buddy back in, so it had kind I, of jumped back to five sessions ago. So I was just kind of trying to look at piles. It's but, all good. Uh, fair enough. All right, so three then. Yes. Still, definitely the good stacks are coming back. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. So, Zavrik uh, <clears throat> nods and says, "Well." Either way that you uh, wish to proceed, I'd more than appreciate the company, of course. All right, I guess we'll change. Oh, fair enough. So uh, you would be able to head, at this point, you're not very far away from the Ilubilis, Yolubilis, and I'm not going to have that entire side tangent Ubus. against Yolubis <laughs> uh, in that you'd been staying at for you to acquire something more workable. Functional. I'm fine in this. Is perhaps the word. Are you keeping yours no, on? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you just walk into a bar. You would like to eat more than one bite without feeling full. Yes. It's true, actually. Because, you know, your stomach's like all the way up here now. And uh, Buddy, along with that, they would, uh, is going to change, lead you back to the end they were staying at, uh, which would be more, the, more than easy for you to acquire lodging Got as my well. Uh, I believe... What we settle on mid tier end was like two silvers a night, one silver a night. I said two, one, two, two, I think. two silvers. Yeah, you that sounds about right. Night, it was yeah. like a kind. It's not not like a. It's decently. It's not super upscale or anything. Two silvers a night, and you as well, buddy, could have your room here. Wait, it's per room. Wait, per person. Silver. That's how. Per that's person? how. That's how most inns charge. Well, how many beds per room? I don't know. We only got one room for all of us, so hopefully we got like <laughs> the grand suite, well, and we're just dividing. Yeah, so well, it includes the meals too, because yeah. you get fed. Yeah. So it's, it's two silver. Well, if it's for all, I thought oh, it was per head. person. So uh, okay. Yeah, it's two silver. Ahead. It's two silver ahead. Okay. Well, we'll be per person. Jeez, Louis. You know, I was pretty okay sleeping outside. You know, the people are actually real accommodating. <laughs> and this is pretty like again. This is a decently high scale inn. Clearly, as you come into it, there are definitely well, much right, then. I guess more I'll affordable say... alternatives throughout the town. We but purposely back alley something in the middle ground by your friends. <laughs> I do see that you guys have been spending the money well. <laughs> what if you can't splurge while you're in a city? But then you have more money when you get home. <laughs> yeah. Look, they gave me a fancy cape. And uh, I'll actually be wearing the cape that we found in the boat. That looks real nice. I'm sure the... Yeah, she it has no found, idea what the cape found, found, found in the boat found is. Found not bought. Ah, yeah, yeah. I'm it, sure uh, the lady folk will be real all over yeah, there. It's, it's actually green. like very bright, almost bright green uh, with gold filigree and embroidery down the sides. It's... I didn't realize we were very looking to draw that kind of attention. Not chic. Yeah, it's like very visible. <laughs> but what the cape can do is why I wear. Draw ladies? I can disappear. Ah, that's the opposite effect, man. I think you're looking for the wrong kind of colors. No, the cape is fantastic. <laughs> I can use cape to go anywhere in the whole city I've already been. It's kind of like how legs work, but it's a bit quicker. Instant. 
The cape? Yes. No, the... Well, yeah, well, the lizard goes with him, with the cape. Not just the cape. I'd be the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> cursed, cl- cursed cape of the mountain bag. You do it and just the cape <laughs> go wherever you wanted to go. And just <laughs> it's like a cloak of invisibility. The cloak of invisibility. It's, it's like just the, only the cape cloak is invisible. Did I ever tell you the, the tale of the sword of disintegration? disintegration. <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> oh, Shenmue was not happy that day. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. I so, put that one into Skull and Shackles. It was a great time for everyone, included that was not Shenmue. Everyone else <laughs> thought it was really funny. So I guess it'll take us a minute to get yes. redressed, and then we'll head off to dinner. Probably yep. take me quicker time to get into my armor than it does to get out of the dress. So in your armor to go to Mars? Probably not. No, but honestly, I'm she doesn't. My armor to go to Mars. <laughs> I mean, I only Actually, have no. one set of clothes that I've been wearing for like probably Did years. Did you just wear your full plate around Breach Hill? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's Buddy. Hey, look, it's Buddy. It's in his full plate. He's real proud of that full plate. Yep. Yeah. He bought it. He bought it three weeks ago. Hadn't taken it off since. <laughs> I was just saying, he didn't own that initially. Like, you walk up to him. No, tell him how fine he looks. He'll he'll beam. He came to stand a little straight. I did have a set of armor. Uh, it was actually my father's armor. It just looked like crap at the time. I did try to fix it up a bit, but it didn't really work. Fair enough. Anyway, now that I got a new set of armor, so I guess wear this all the time. you've always your armor around town. It's like a hat. All the time. You don't just take your hat off. It's what like are you talking hat. about? You you do traditionally <laughs> take your hat off, yes. Nah. It is a thing I don't know what happens. part of town you're from, but. I mean, to be fair, Marshall wears his stuff all the time, but then again, he only has the one thing, so it's like he just has his fur coats and armor and Also, axe. I feel like it's somehow more acceptable for a barbarian to True. walk around looking well, like a barbarian. Not to mention, on top of that, since Buddy's been gone, you notice that Marshall's armor is at uh, some uh, uh, some upgrades in the visual department with like like pig hole, uh, like tusk and like barbed wires wrapped around. And are you not wearing like a black metal breastplate? Yeah, now? yeah. On top of that, like you have he has like a an actual full metal breastplate. Huh. Are you sure, guys? Sure, I've been upgrading around here. It's pretty fancy. I, there's like no real benefits. I just look scarier. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that's a good benefit. Actually, something occurs to me. Um, the Scarlet Triad actually certainly recognized, uh, at least Resme and, and Buford, they actually seem to recognize you. Uh, if we were out and about on the town, especially dressed as we are, it's distinctly possible that they'll actually recognize us on the street. It could cause trouble for us uh, if uh, they find us before we're ready for it. Well, there's only really one thing to be done. Guess I'll get my second cowboy hat out. <laughs> Use that one for a couple days. Nobody will know that one. I never wear it because it's kind of bent on the brim. Oh my god. It looks bad. Well, it sounds like he has a plan, at least. Some... Okay, let me go get my other camera. It's not actually camera, it's close enough. Wait, you are, ac- are you actually going to physically go get yeah. another? Okay. Yep, yep. She... <laughs> Perfect disguise. It's not a cowboy hat, guys. <laughs> the Scarlet Triad Enforcers will be like, all right, we're looking for a full plate guy, this tall, this big, with a cowboy hat. And it's like, oh, he's close, but the hat's different. <laughs> Don't Man, I, I don't recognize you. It's amazing. They'll never figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so as this is going on, I'm just motioning, buddy, like, who are oh, you? Who are you? <laughs> well, I don't recognize you As we're you going anymore. to the bar, Marshall's like, oh, buddy, by the way, i got to take you to this wonderful shop with all the fancy armor, weapons, and magic tools. <laughs> he just well, lights up as he tells them in, like, full detail about the Tengu shop. Did he get anything cool? Um, 
We're working out the deal. Let's just say that. Mm. It's called the uh, work cage, if I remember. The right. work cage, yeah. Yep, it's called the work cage. cage. Oh, that sounds that sounds real it's nice. Open spaces, so I can get big as I want and test any weapon in there. Any weapon. They let you test it. Well, like I said, me and the owner, we had a deal. Hmm. I, <laughs> how long can you test it for? Because I feel like we could just, you know, test oh. it outside on our trip. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take this for a test drive? <laughs> to <So>. war? <laughs> well, how do you know if it's gonna work if you don't have to take it to war? Sword seller. <laughs> I'm going into battle. <laughs> I need your strongest swords. You can't handle my swords. My strongest sword would kill you, traveler. Your arms are too puny. You can't possibly wield it. And that's when we went off the deep end. Welcome back, friend. <laughs> this is what you've been missing. I, I guess I will try to disguise myself a little. Um, I'll put my uh, hair up, and I'll put some different things in it to kind of throw off the color. Um, I'll also uh, put some different shades of makeup, and I'll make my uh, makeup just kind of make me look different. And then I'm going to wear lifts in my shoes to make me a little bit taller. Okay. Yeah, makeup. Um, and I'll <laughs> wear uh, clothing that kind of like covers me a bunch with a cape so that you really can't get very much of a We're look Much at more me. bundled up, yeah, yeah. So like really only your face, which you've done a lot of with makeup too, is is immediately visible. Doesn't even give away like the, your shape really. Exactly. Fair enough. Uh, and Buddy changed his hat. So, I mean, you're both completely unrecognizable. Exactly. Perfect. I don't really like this hat as much, but it'll work. <laughs> so, and uh, of course, we actually don't have to disguise myself at all, because none of the members of the triad that uh, actually ran into me and saw me with all of you uh, survived and lived to tell the tale, so it actually works out yeah, quite well. Yeah, but it's actually for both of you. Or all three of you, actually. Well, three of them did, but I think they're in Wongi now. Good point. Yeah. <laughs> Wongi. Yep, that's right. We dropped them off in Wongi. No, we put them in jail. They're going to Wongi later. <laughs> oh, we, okay. we didn't have time to take them there just yet. All right, they're the new permanent residents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. I'm also going to have Severin um, go into the, the quiver and hide in there because Severin's pretty distinctive walking around with a bird on you. So it's a pretty chalky bird. That <laughs> yeah. bird fits in quivers? Yeah. Well, also, I mean, as familiar to go, there's, there's actually quite a few around here, I'm sure. That's fair. Uh, yeah, they would not be innocent. Like this, Especially would not like be completely male. unheard of to uh, see people. Like birds would be generally the most visible, uh, but also with uh, with less frequency, uh, a cat following oddly in step with someone walking around. I mean, there is a pretty high scale college here, and there are wizard schools, so they are less prestigious than the Alabaster Academy. Well, if you could just make him look a little bit more like a pigeon, he'd be a lot more uh, uh, less noticeable. I don't think he'd appreciate that. Oh, well, I don't, I'm wearing my second hat, and I don't appreciate it either. A pigeon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that carries mail and whatnot. <laughs> I, I can't, you can't account for good taste. I don't know. Look, he's wearing his second hat. It's put him off his game. This puppet was a mistake. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> tries to take your hat. <laughs> It, this one's got a string, so it can't can't come off so easy. <laughs> so cleverly disguised, the group of you head uh, back out from the Alobus in to meet up with Zavrik and just kind of head up 
into town. He's not wrong. Yeah, even as you make your way down the road just past the inn you've been staying on, there are a plethora of various places to eat and or also drink. Uh, closer down to the docks, back the other direction where you came from, there are some of the less prestigious <laughs> taverns and bars and, well, things of that nature down there, closer to the actual docks. But as you're getting closer to Alabaster Academy, again, even where, where you are with this relatively upscale inn, uh, so too are the rest of the businesses. Generally well-kept, quiet, and not Zuri Starflower's pig's ear. <laughs> <laughs> it would not be difficult for you to find a place for the evening to get a, a meal and some drinks. And of course, Zavrik is more than happy to accompany you. And, and, and as the group of you come back out, uh, he would I please hat specifically. It's me, buddy. I know, like, I, I know it's kind of disarming, but... But I, <laughs> I, I... I suppose I was more surprised just by the, the change of hats. Was the... I know, I know. Well, I, I had assumed the, the one you wore prior was a traveling hat or something simple for going out in this... Well, that's what cowboy hats are for. They're for everything. Fair enough. I suppose I can't argue with that one. Perhaps Captain's boat should adapt the cowboy hats would be more comfortable. Cowboy hats are good for any occasion. You can wear a cowboy hat to, to, to literally it. I, I won't mind my wedding. It doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Actually, Buford, have you ever in fact taken the cowboy hat off? Yeah, I just put this other one back on. Oh, that's a fair. Good point. Good point. The group of you... Where, where did you hail from originally, buddy? Oh, I have my farm. It's just right outside of town. We've got this beautiful farm. Me and my wife. It's uh, We've got a couple kids over there. Uh, just two right now. And she's kind of one right, more, but, but, but I'm not what, sure. If... What town? Uh, where Where exactly? I only know that you've arrived here by magic, but not uh, where you came from originally. You've uh, well, a strange mix of customs and accents and rushing golden. Wait, how long have you guys been traveling with this, with this fella? Approximately four days. Like Has it been that two. long? It's been like two. I two. thought the. I was about to say it was We two. met him on the first. Like one in day. town, then two on the ship, so like three two maybe. Yeah. yeah, so. So are we not supposed to be telling him anything? Why is he so out of loop? I'm fairly certain that we've been. We, perhaps it's just slipped our minds. I don't imagine it's that big. After all, Resume's it's been telling dragons where we live, haven't well, they? I, well, I was I a nice dragon. <laughs> I hadn't been so inclined to pry. I, I, I don't. East wish, I don't wish to impose myself in any way that's, well, unwelcome and. And given the circumstances of your arrival in Cypress Point, I can only imagine that your journey and very much reasons for being here are as, well, mysterious as they may be important. Uh, mostly strictly violent, but uh, yes, they're also very important. What also are we doing here? Uh, oh, right, right. Oh, right uh, the, tr no. the, the triad. Right. I got it. I uh, got you. I got you. Not to the worry. He's on a mission We're going to give the, the AXE to the triad, if you know what I mean. So you came here... Did you then, through, I imagine, similar magics to what it transported you here, have divinations to lead you to Cypress Point? You arrived so shortly after the triad did. I think it was just coincidence in all honesty. Uh, hence why all of the Desna, the Desna cleric was certainly saying it was all her latest plan, which it entirely is possible it could have, could have been. But uh, no, actually, uh, just, just a coincidence, believe it or not. But well, certainly peculiar, if nothing else, if you've 
Well, if you had traveled here previously in search of the Triad, to have been, well, arrived exactly as they did. I can't put it past her for putting that to divine providence. Not even sure I can argue that myself. I have a difficulty myself. You seem distracted, buddy. That reminds you of something, perhaps. What are we giving to the Skylight Triad? I don't think I brought anything. Oh. Ah, the uh, the A X E. It's it's a it's a code word. I'll explain it to you later. We have code words now. That's real fancy. I've just I come like up with this. them. I thought it'd, I thought it'd make it very like professional. This. Well, I tried to light them on fire, but they won't let me. The A X E. No, no, the Scarlet Triad. We can light them on fire. Just probably, just not yet. Well, I the have... time will come, my dear. The time will come. I have spent much of the day sourcing accommodations and contacts throughout the city, so. While I'm not personally familiar with Kintargo, if... Uh, well, you said you had recommendations from, I assume, your concierge from the inn. Uh, yes, indeed. Actually, it occurs to me, since you've been talking about, um, in all deference, I greatly appreciate your company and all, but uh, if you're going to be getting around with us, um, and we are about to be kicking in the door of a large crime syndicate, uh, it occurs to me that if they're involved with local politics, it could be bad for you if you're de-associating with us. Or it could be good for you if there's a local crime syndicate around and you want to make yourself accommodating to the local landlords, it might be a good idea for you to come with us. It will give you a good reputation. You could be seen as the hero. Full disclosure in either case. Uh, to Buddy, welcome back, Mr. Thank you, thank you. From Justinian 9, putting yeah. the universe back right again, putting the plus My sign <laughs> to Buddy's hero points. Never going to spend as any of them. The dragon horde is back. <laughs> he would nod slightly. Mm. Perhaps. But, well, to my understanding, if these well, triad that had come to Cypress Point certainly seemed interesting and interested in well, collecting bodies for slave trade, something that Kentargo and Ravnoel as a whole is trying their hardest to go, do away with. Whether they are ingratiated with the Silver Council or, well, any of the political machinations of this city notwithstanding, I can't imagine that those in charge wish they were or wish them to be for long. They may yet again be growing pains of a new nation or they may be something more sinister. Well, you have more faith in the local government than I do, but uh, perhaps you have good reason to it. We'd really appreciate your help if you'd be willing to give it. Well, as I said, the magics are open to you. At least that which I can spare on the day-to-day, -day, which is certainly a, a fair amount of the blessings on Kuthon has laid upon me. Uh, I'm not staying here. I am on the southern side of town, closer to the castle. There's an inn not far down the road from the castle to keep itself. Uh, it's actually visible from the gates. I'll be there most of the day, well, or at least around the general area, while I'm trying to sort out my connections and arrange a meeting with the council themselves, but uh, they seem to be busy. I've heard, well, strange musings about Kentargo. Do tell, because, I mean, I too am an emissary, and I'm not altogether against ingratiating ourselves to the Silver Council if you think it'll help our endeavors. Around this uh, point, as you're walking through town here, I imagine you will have found somewhere to sit and get an evening meal and some drinks, and as you uh, find seats and place your initial orders and, you know, get delicious alcoholic liquid. Beer. <laughs> placed in front of you. 
Yeah, Marshall. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Don't tell Leela guys. But I've been trying to figure out what this code is. I don't know if you know. But it's... They've told me it's A-X-E. And I think it's all escape exit. Or they could just be talking about me ex. Well, why would they be talking about your ex? I don't know. It makes sense to me. You're terrible at this. I, I, I should have. I should have. <laughs> I should have gone to Chu Sheik. He's been, Keep he's in mind, much better uh, at Marshall these is not intelligent. <laughs> well, I'm. Roshin is not terribly intelligent I've got, either. I've got <laughs> but she figured it was coach. She was couching it right. But I don't know. You did your best. I did my best. <laughs> Three-letter words might be too too many for Buford to really pick up on. But as you uh, as you ask Zavrik, you're just sitting down and the drinks are first round drinks and food arrive. Uh, he takes uh, well, admittedly the same cheap plain ale. I imagine that Marshall is going to be going on guzzling, though he's much slower about it. Lands his hands around the mug. Well, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. It's difficult, being that I'm not terribly familiar with Contargo or its people myself, but... Well. I've heard some claims they've had some... Perhaps... I, I don't know if the right word is demonic, but... Ooh. Resume gets really <laughs> interested. How much do you know of the history of this city? Of this Ooh. nation, even? Oh, sorry. Oh! Um. <laughs> That's right, the Scarlet Triad. They've got demons working for them. Oh, Wait, should... whoa. Wait, what now? Yes, they had a demon on the ship. We had to put it down. It was quite a pain. Same kind of demon that was in that, uh, the place with the people, with the women that were large. Oh, uh, no, 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 different no, type. Different, different type, different oh. type. Uh, but uh, no, actually, it's a good point. If they have more, we should actually. Oh goodness gracious! What? I might have to cut. I might have to cut dinner short if we if we're to make it there. I need. Oh goodness gracious! If there's a place we could get some support for uh, a temple or a shop selling a magical, magical scroll, something we could bring some blessings with us to try to deal with them. Uh, I know they exist. I just uh, my talents aren't quite focused in that direction. If you understand. I know that there's a chapel both to Abadar and one I believe. Desna, not too far from here, near the academy itself. Uh, Desna, Desna, probably, probably that one, probably that one. They'd probably be expecting me at any case. Kentargo. Mm, it would be more than likely that the uh, children mm. of Ebedar would not question if you just give money. They do not care. That's a good point. Think through my lessons. What do I know about Kentargo? Uh, give me a society check. You think it starts with an H? What? I'm assuming the she word rolls history. really badly and can't spell it. Uh, no, like, 31. So with, the, uh, that. with a 31, um, you would know that Ravenel seceded from Chelyax quite recently, and that this is, well, kind of a recurring theme for Chelyax. They've been losing a lot of colonies over not a huge amount of time. Uh, once Cheliax was massive, uh, itself originally a colony of Taldor, when it broke away, Isker was part of Cheliax, uh, Ravenel was part of Cheliax, even the Doll was part of Cheliax. And the Doll seceded some time ago, like around the death of Erodin, so like thousands of years ago. But Isker and Ravenel were much more recent. Uh, Ravenel being within the last decade. Hmm. So it, it is really is a very new country that exists. 
you know that prior to that, it was run by, of course, House Thrun, which is the monarchy that rules over Cheliax. Uh, with a 31, you would even know the name of Kintargo's ruler, Barzillai Thrun, who was known to be, like much of the Thrun lineage, a very powerful and well-versed mage himself. Uh, when he was taken down by force some years ago, that's what opened the way to the entire nation kind of cutting itself away. Uh, the Silver Council stepping up to replace the ruling Council of House Throne, and they've been working ever since then to kind of, well, move everything over. Um, she'll rattle that off kind of nonchalantly and then take another sip of wine. Well, first then, I suppose not terribly surprising if you hailed from Isker, which... Well, has faced somewhat similar fates to this new nation. Actually, my mother's just a very scary history teacher. Fair enough. Well, however you came across this knowledge, that too was how I understand it. But from what I've heard, many here within Kintargo claim that, well, House Thrun still has its claws set in deeply and the shackles of Chelish rule are not thrown free so easily. I've heard an entire range of things, from that there are latent magics and sorceries that Barzillai Thrun himself wove through this city, contingencies he may have laid in place should he be overthrown, to claims that, well, Barzillai himself still lives. Hmm, sound like ghost stories to me, but things have happened in the last couple of months that make me believe that, well, I suppose anything's possible. What does that have to do with the... Does that have anything to do with the instability of what's going on with places being raided? I don't know, but perhaps. Ravenel is fledgling and still trying to come into its own. And with Kentargo is beset by these rumors, and if there is any substance behind them, I would not be surprised that it could open the way for the Triad to, well, raid the coast as they see fit, freely and without opposition. Furthermore, it seems I, well, I may very well have my work cut out for me. Whatever it is that is happening, I've heard reports of everything from, from hauntings and literal ghosts to all kinds of strange sightings. Those who don't believe it's the Barzillai Thrun himself or the grave seem to be placing their blame on the doll. Hmm. Well, it makes sense. You are very good built-in scapegoat. Indeed. Likely the sinister reputation. I do understand how my nation is seen outside of its borders, but this will be even more an uphill battle than I'd feared. Although... With that, he takes a pretty big sip of ale. (laughs) (laughs) He has quite the daunting task ahead of him. Although, generally, where there are ghost stories, there are ghosts, and where there are ghosts, there is distraction. If somebody is using these types of things as a distraction, it begs the question, what are they trying to distract from? Aside from a very profitable slave trade. But why would you do that? I mean, a slave trade is unfortunate and evil, but it's been under the blanket and people have been doing it for, for years. Why create this kind of trouble now? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. As I said, all I've heard is rumors and hearsay, and I... Can't even really tell if there's anything to substantiate them. 
It's a rare city throughout any of Galarian that doesn't have its own fair share of rumors and ghost stories. And given the history of Kentago, it makes perfect sense that well, the ghost of Barzillai be blamed for any strange happenings. And we know there's another demon here. <laughs> the ghost of Barzillai. Perhaps it'll be his fault. The ghost of Barzillai will take the triad down. That's exactly what it'll be. If anyone asks, that's what happened. He is a suitable uh, claim. I suppose I could be ghost. Uh, perhaps an interesting way to turn the city's fears to your advantage, yes. Ooh, That's that would very be wise, Rasheen. A puff of smoke, bodies in the street, oh, nobody could knows. Well, could they be evil bodies? Well, we could keep the bodies inside the warehouse, and not necessarily all of them, especially if they have more captives. We'll have to be it careful is, that they don't get caught up in it. This is simply theatrics. I do not plan to kill random people. We fear have a is, fear is a <laughs> Only very particular people. Fear is a powerful weapon. It's stricken down entire armies as swiftly and as effectively as any blade or magic. And it apparently very effectively governs Nodal. Hmm. In some ways, I can't disagree. It's a powerful motivator. Uh, one more of the most basic, basic instincts of well, our very human psyche. What makes us what we are. Oh, Nadal, it's uh, run by a shadowy council. They use a lot of demons to do their work for him. Kind of like Chelyaks, actually. Devils. A devil, so I'm umbral, terribly sorry. Uh, the Umbral Courts has its own ways, and again, as I've explained... He seems nice enough, though. To your friends. To I don't journey. understand what any of y'all are saying, but I'm glad you're getting the plans down. There's just a lot of words, and I don't know where, anything about what you guys are talking about. In this particular... Well, just eating. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just over here eating, drinking beer, and I'm like... <laughs> this, you got like a snack of pork chops and probably like, what? <laughs> this particular city used to be owned by the Chelish Empire. Ah, yeah. But now that is uh, free, mm. Nadal has sent emissary, his uh, man here, to talk to them about coming under the rule of other type of demon. The mm. Devil, not demon. I thought they were just talking about being friendly. I didn't think they were actually bringing the whole demon cart in right off the bat. I do not know his particular responsibility. He's very subtle. It's hard to tell exactly what he's talking about sometimes. But my, he seems I nice enough. I have noticed that. I have no idea what he's talking about most my of the time. My studies and specializations largely have focused on Velstrak relations. Chelyax is a pretty cool name, though. I feel like Breach Shield could have done better with... I mean, eh, Breach Jin is a pretty nice name, though, so... I don't know. I wonder where they got the name Chelyax. Well, that, admittedly, I'm not sure. I know they were once a Talden colony, as was near everything north of the Inner Seas, uh, back when, well, Taldor was the great nation. And they do love to name things, the Taldens. Mm. Mm. It may very well have been theirs, perhaps. Mm. So, uh, knowing, well, what I know of Talden nobility and politics, I imagine it was a noble line, or possibly even minor royal family. Ah, gotcha. Well, that makes sense enough. It's cool. Pretty cool name, find, though. If we ever find ourselves over there, uh, perhaps we can go ahead and inquire about it. I'm also going to name my next donkey. Chelyax. It's my understanding that... <laughs> Did you just say Chelyax? You know, it's got, a nice, it's got a nice ring to it, actually. I could totally say it for a donkey, especially when it gets particularly stubborn. Certainly be an interesting irony, perhaps. The parallels drawn between devils and donkeys may be far greater than I would imagine at first glance. The chili ass. That's <laughs> fabulous. Ooh, look at that. Thank you for the raid. Ooh. Ooh. Dragons and things. How you guys been doing? 
That's my understanding. Spending their morning hanging out with, uh, was it the Craig Stravaganza that you guys do uh, occasionally on Saturdays? Well, welcome in. Welcome in. We're playing through our Pathfinder 2nd Edition, playing some Age of Ashes, having some discussions about naming a donkey chelly ass. <laughs> so, like we do. The real stuff. The, the real, real questions. Stuff. Real Pathfinder hours we got going on here. Thank you guys for the raid. Hope you had fun. Hope you enjoy. But, uh, a smile on his face. He's <laughs> kind of nods. I will admit, I have found well, Kentargo somehow both more and less hospitable than I'd expected. Uh, the group of you make fine company, though the city itself may be difficult to give my station. Uh, but not all is bad. Blade Tiger has a hero point here. <laughs> <laughs> I need to remember Chelias for when I run Hell's Vengeance. <laughs> Everyone needs to remember. You will definitely get some incredible mileage out of that one in that particular campaign. I can guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering if we can use the political instability to our advantage. Well, I think it'd be something to try to figure out after the fact. Uh, really, we shouldn't probably waste too much time uh, kicking down the doors to their... Uh, their house is probably something that's best done sooner than later. I mean, we always want to kick down the doors. We're very unsubtle people. It's true. Most of my life, that's the way I've been. If you would like, uh, tonight I can go and gather a little bit of information, and tomorrow night we use it. Okay. Uh, very well. Uh, I have to go um, and uh, say about those temples, uh, see if we can't acquire a few things to help us in the, in, the, in the raid, just in case there's more demons than we were thinking about. You... Well, I have a surprising amount of confidence to speak of this so openly. <sighs> you got used as, to it. It's not as if most people listen. Well, and after what happened in Cypress Point, you well earned it. But you're not wrong. It's amazing what goes unheard or completely unknown within the walls of the city's taverns. It's inns. If you want to find any information about the triad you're after, possibly their workings, maybe all you have to do is enjoy a nice meal and listen. Hmm. Perhaps we could try and see what we could find out that way. Uh, if we wanted to actually uh, spread it out over the course of the day, uh, we have scouting to be done. I have to go shopping in the temples. You I could perhaps. Can, I can most certainly schmooze. And Nobody schmoozes like I can have seconds. If I have seconds in the earshot of someone who needs to be listened, I can I definitely nod. Well, I think the both of you want to go to the war cage, correct? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's I, true. I was about to say, I, I gotta wrap up the favor I got to do for the Tengu, and, and I'll take Buddy with me so he could do some window shopping. Well, it sounds like the group of you have your plans well laid, then. I, I imagine it was no small effort to, well, teleport here from, from Isker. And y'all, it's safe here, right? I mean, it, I mean, going off all by himself, I mean, it, you know, I know you can run real fast, but... Well, the thing to consider is that if the Triad is so well-connected that they have agents everywhere, they've already seen us. Uh, they certainly well, haven't then tried why am I wearing my second hat? Because they might not have so many agents out. Perhaps... The triads simply are operating as an underground, and as long as we leave them alone, they won't bother scouring the city for us, because they probably All don't realize right. we're here anyway. I can the, be subtle. Uh, there is only currently a lack of information. We do not know how expensive they are. Mm. Well, this city certainly seems to hide its fair share of secrets. Uh, secrets and political wars and secret slaver armies that I... Feel I was ill-prepared for in my journey. Oh, don't worry about the slaver armies. It will be much fewer slayer, slaver armies by the time we're done with it. I'm more concerned about the reports of, the, the reports of all of these hauntings. 
not being blamed on my nation. Tell you what, we'll I take care of the slaver armies, you take care of the hauntings. I would like to look into those hauntings with you, if you don't mind. I can't imagine this is something that the Umbrittle Court had no knowledge of. They pulled the strings in a great many places. So do you think the Umbrittle Court, the, the, you, you think Nadal is actually behind the hauntings? No, 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 nothing so plain or so... Uh, well, deceptive. They've a great many reasons to seek the kinship of Kintargo and, the, well, the country of Ravenel. Uh, I just wonder why this, now when I arrive, is the first I'd heard of it. They may very well be recent happenings, but something like this, rumors seemingly seeded so deeply in the populace don't typically appear overnight, well, unless there is some truth behind them. We're going to have to find out. It worries me one way or the other. Either I was purposely left in the dark, which admittedly has its own uses on many occasions, or these are more than simple rumors. Either way, concerning news. Disposal. Does it say bad things about me that I'm kind of excited about the fact that there could be ghosts here? Well, I'm I'm particularly excited the fact that there are slavers here. So, to each their own, I suppose. Hmm. Suppose the, the axe store, though. Yes. Seems to be the, <laughs> There's something for everyone in Katargo. That the very well is. Well, the hour is getting late, and I'm afraid I'll need to take my leave soon. I have evening's prayers to attend to, and, well, readying for... And quite a walk to the other side of where your inn is. And a large amount of groundwork to be laying before I can really begin making any headway here. I don't expect, again, the council to be terribly receptive to me. Even less so now with what I know, but... A seed planted early can bear surprising fruit, even if it's not welcome at first glance. Uh, look at the bright side. They probably won't clap you in irons right away. You are an official emissary, after all. Well, I can hope that this city isn't so barbaric as to overlook that entirely. We'll come visit you if it's the case, though. Well, well you have a good evening. Look forward to. Sure was a pleasure to uh, meet you. Uh, you have a good e- evening prayer. I mean, I always had a bit of respect for a man of cloth, so... <laughs> You have a you have a good evening there. Do as well, buddy. And by your you, I imagine have some open. Uh, he really has no preconceptions at all, does he? Oh, he's so cute. Uh, <laughs> what Buford? No, he's a cutie pie. Oh. I would I would think that uh, gods perhaps have a surprising amount in common beyond what's well similar to Cheliax and well devils rather in the donkey, maybe more than you would imagine at first glance. Pleasant well, evening. Well, I own day is an uh, welcome lady, so we'll. Uh, and she brings her justice swiftly at the blade's edge. That's what I've heard. I have a pretty dull hammer, but it, it comes around eventually. <laughs> An irony, I'm sure, is not lost on her. Anyway, I'm not to keep you. Enjoy the rest of your meals. And I... It's good to have friendly company in, this, in a new city. Mm. And he would again bow briefly before leaving a few coins on the table for his drink and... And he just has streets. like a symbol. He doesn't have like it would just like um, it's not like it's kind of like he wouldn't even have a visible symbol. Oh, okay, it's like, not that's the kind of thing you advertise. You probably don't walk like... around with a Zon Kuzan <laughs> giant gold necklace on. I, I figured as much. Well, like Zon, super... Zon, he's our man. If he can't do it, torture. I <laughs> <laughs> yes. Accurate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Just make sure. Yes. But yeah, he would not have a visible holy symbol. Okay. 
Not that I would really know it anyways, but... I mean, Roshin's tried to tell you so many times. In, far, in her mind, you know. And you're just being really cool about it. So I'm like, she's like, oh, man, no one seems to care. Okay, it's fine. Can be redeemed. It's on Kuthon yeah. to talk about it. Oh. What everyone thinks Buddy is thinking. What Buddy's really thinking. Yeah, I know. Man, this is a good portion Yeah, you have a good day. Munch, 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 munch. Um, he is really nice. <laughs> what a nice man. <laughs> Man, he's just like a true cheek over here. We're meeting some good fellows around here. <laughs> this is the paladin. <laughs> he made a good point about the bars. I wonder if I, after we leave, I shouldn't circle back slightly less visible and see what I can pick up. Well, if we're going to be out late, I'd feel better if one of us went with you. But uh, over the course of the day, uh, with the sun out, I suppose... Uh, I'd feel a bit more comfortable with us being able to go in our different directions. Speaking of it getting late, perhaps I should start heading that way now. That's a good idea. I would uh, trust your judgment on it. Uh, try not to raise the alarm while you're over there. I'll do my best. And I'll go on ahead and pay for my meal in the same manner and start heading over to the uh, sunset. Imports. Imports. I can never remember if it's imports or exports. They do both. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have to do at least some degree of both, right? If you import, yeah. you can't just, like, hoard an ever-growing <laughs> amount of cargo. It's got to go somewhere. Like Buddy's like, Europe. Like Bray, I was going to say that. Oh, you beat me to it. <laughs> Same wavelength. <laughs> Great minds think alike, sir. I guess technically they could be entirely focused on imports and have a partner company that does the exports. Well, you could yeah. just do the imports and then just sell them to the people who are locally. You guys are such nerds. Anyway. Called Pier 1. I thought you would appreciate it. I love the amount of, like... Discussions we regularly get into about the actual business or like governance behind incredibly minor the tax system. <laughs> oh, taxes, absolutely. Oh god. I mean, we're all sitting here streaming Pathfinder, so I don't. I think that's just kind of assumed. I'll, yes. I'll, yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> so I guess uh, Buddy and I were wrapping up our meals, and then we're gonna head out and. I'm gonna take him by the war cage and be like, "All right, is it so. too late? Is, <laughs> it would be it, it would be about sundown as the time that you're leaving. So like, you can show it to him from the outside, yeah. but it wouldn't be open. Oh. Uh, so the group you yeah. you head out not too long after Zavrik does to head over out towards Sunset Imports and start taking a look around. The, the other four of you, uh, I imagine wrapping up as it's getting late, get up to leave. You can you still. I mean, war cage again is largely visible from yeah. the outside. It's got this big fence. I just figured I'd say hello to the to the Tengu and be like, hey. This is my buddy I told you about. Yeah, and buddy. as <laughs> as the group of you uh, are making, the four of you are making your way outside into the streets, uh, crowds thinning a bit as well. Again, this is largely a students and tourist district, and those are two groups of people who are not terribly likely to be staying that late out on the town as they have things to attend to or are in a tourist city and probably don't want to stay out super late. Uh, you make your way out into the roads where, buddy, you would hear a crackling of flame. Uh, and there are torches around very, uh, various areas to ignite and light the streets and whatnot. It's not, it's just sundown, so it's not terribly dark, but something more akin almost to a bonfire. I wonder if that's where they're doing the barbecues. Followed by like a ripping echoing, growling. And Something's you, getting into the barbecues. <laughs> as you turn to look, you would see what looks almost like a a hound, but fully aflame. 
Its body just completely wreathed in fire and a blackened, almost skull demonic face sticking out from this, launching itself at you. Everybody to roll me initiative. <laughs> so like, who's there? Uh, the rest of you okay. don't see anything. Oh. Just Buddy sees and hears this, but you'd see him immediately turn to look at something, and you're off at some stage, mm-hmm. not here at the moment. Yeah. Uh, that is a 25. Hold on. Oh, sorry. He's got to do the thing. i got to get everything ready. Okay, 25, you say? Mm-hmm. How about you, Marshall? Uh, 24. And Roshin? Uh, 26. Oh, we're very nice average. Nice little nugget here. Yeah, yeah. all right. Resmady of 23 or 27? 26. Okay, who wants to go first? Uh, uh, you can go first. Sure. Okay. And hot dog. I like hot dog. Hey. Can't we call him the wiener? Uh, is as it stands there in the road wreathed in fire. Uh, you know, Buddy, what is your like an initial reaction to this? It's pretty. By golly gosh, there's a dog in the road, but he's on fire. <laughs> what? Um, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what was in that nail? What? Uh, so Rasheen, it kind of yells that there's some people around. You don't really see or hear anything. Yeah, so Rasheen's just kind of looking around and looking at Buddy, and I guess that's delaying. <laughs> This is kind of wake. I mean, he's like, I don't, I don't know what's. What are you, what are you talking about? Uh, uh, resume as well. Detect magic. Uh, okay, with your quick spell here. Um, let me see. You would actually detect uh, a faint, very faint darkening of an area kind of where Buddy is looking, uh, which at first seems like a weird interaction, but you realize is actually the black aura of a conjuration magic. But you don't see anything there. There's something there. Buddy is is not wrong. It's right there. Some sort of conjuration effect. If you turn on your magical sight, you'll be able to see it. Um... Um, and I will throw a shield up because it's definitely there. Well, yeah, that is that is in fact like that's it's, two it's people there. taking this seriously. <laughs> yeah, two people looking at it and seem to be convinced that there is actually in fact a thing. Hmm. Uh, so do you want to step in? Now? Yeah, Rosine like... will step in. Um, looking here, not entirely sure, but um, it's, it's fairly indiscriminate, so it should be all right. Um, Tineshi. And she'll throw out a a, uh, a wave of uh, magic, which will ripple out and then blossom. And uh, everything in that air, in a 10-foot burst area where Resme is pointing, is going to be coated in colorful, flaming outlines. That's fairy fire. Okay, okay. So any invisible creatures are now concealed instead of being undetected. So you... Because they're outlined in this heatless fire. Right. You throw this out and... Uh kind of spook a couple of people on the road that are just sort of around at this just kind of spontaneous burst of action here. A couple people in the tavern looking towards the door like, what the hell's happening? Because it doesn't appear you're doing anything. And with your blast of fairy fire, even right where you can see that very faint pulse there, 
it doesn't highlight anything. It settles on nothing. Hmm. Are you sure there's something there? Because uh, it certainly doesn't look like there's anything there. Roll me a perception check. Ha! That's a three on the die. That's an 18. Yeah, with an 18, yeah, you, you don't you don't say anything. Well, I'm not daft. Uh, buddy? What in turn? What's going on around here? Uh, look over the resume. You see this too, then? Man. I know something's there. I can't see the dog, but I can see where it is. Now would, uh, I'm going to reach back and take out my shield. I don't think it's actually there. If it's, if, if, if it's not actually a thing, I don't think. <laughs> and I'll just raise my shield and, well, I, it looks mighty angry. So you just raise your shield? Yeah. Hey, uh, and Marshall. I am wondering what the hell is going on. <laughs> so it's very you're probably pretty drunk at this I'm point. Just, this is you literally see him with an axe, his axe in one hand and a beer in the other. <laughs> I, I don't know what just snipping out, but okay, he's gonna delay. Okay. <laughs> so uh, as you all deliberate for a moment, you see this thing just you heard it and turn and it's just there. Uh, wreath completely in flame. It doesn't even seem to be like singeing or interacting with the grass on the side of the road or anything. It's just sitting there, mouth agape, these snarls emanating forth before it lunges at you, directly at you. Uh, not even so much running as throwing itself the 30 odd feet down the road, like a, just a flaming torpedo, like one of Resme's fireballs. The only thing really visible around this wreath flame are just these black jaws and fangs. And uh, this is gonna... I'm not gonna use the kill everybody die. This is... <laughs> Thank you. Oh. I'm gonna swing at you for a 36. Ooh. Uh, and that's, uh, that's going to uh, catch me, but it's kind of a, a fairly large beast, so I'm just gonna kind of buckle down under my shield. And you'll see the rest of you buddy like react and as you see this thing kind of slam into your shield the rest of you don't see anything happening other than just buddy reacting to it like like there's the shield's not like there's no impact there's no impact there's no nothing there's no scrapes or anything you don't hear or see this fire um and you are going to take 17 points of damage do you have any fire resistance um a lot of people have fire resistance at this point uh not that i I don't think you do not that I can remember. Think, yeah. 17 points of damage. Okay, so five. But you would see him flinch, react like he's blocking something, and you can you can block that. That's that's even though they're not saying anything, you can block right. it. Um but you would see him take that posture, block, and then like stagger like he's been hit, but absolutely nothing on his shield or his armor or anything to imply anything's happening. I get quick recognition as a free action now at tenth you can't level. Say anything, no. Huh? But you don't say anything. It, it's an effect. It doesn't matter. It's an effect. Like, is is it a spell? You said it's conjuration. If it's something, it's like recognized spell, but I get it instantly instead right. of having to Right, you have to be, like, detecting it to recognize it. Well, you said I detected something. You saw a small conjuration, or you, know, you don't see enough to have any idea of what got it. it is. He okay. means you have to actually perceive Like, yeah, you, you currently, like, can't perceive it at all. Okay, yeah. got it. So, uh, do you want to take your turn, Marshall, or you... Um... I'm going to attempt to, uh, well, the best way I can, sniff it out. <laughs> well, 
If you're being attacked like a dog, I guess the only one to find it is sniff one. <laughs> Perception. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and spend a reroll on that. Probably in the tray would be better. That is a way better. Um, that is a 29. Oh, uh, the 29, as you look, uh, really sniff. more sniff. <laughs> you, drunk as you are, can just get a faint. You have, do you, so you have scent? No, I don't. You have scent or you just sniffing? You, you I'm, gonna, you I'm just a, doing barbarian You get a, a faint hint of, of something burning. And as uh, with that kind of surprised, you look to Buddy, and you can just barely, almost like a heat haze, see a fairly large shape attacking him. I'm coming, Buddy! Because <laughs> um, I'm not sure what it is, I'm just going to do a regular attack on whatever I, the rough area where I think I know the thing is. Okay. So I'm yeah, guessing so, it's like a... So give me a concealment check first, because basically it's hidden. All right. So, so you got a 50-50. 11 plus. 11 plus. 10. Ugh. You know what? Wait, isn't it flat check 10? Is it 10? It's it, 5. Uh, for... It's 11. It's 11? Okay. Yeah, because hidden goes to a straight 50-50. I'm going to go ahead and spend it. Ooh, hero points. Might as well use them. Get up there. Very that cocked. is very extremely cocked. cocked. Let's try that one more time. I like the uh, yeah. That the, that the, is that is the group the, consensus yep. about the cockiness of the die. I don't think it's possible to get so cocked you that actually. Perfectly I failed the up. perception check, so I'm yeah. going to presume I miss. <laughs> well, yeah. If you know the eleven, you, you like swing kind of at it, but you can't see exactly where this thing is. You can just tell that it's generally in front of Buddy. You see uh, three somethings. Yeah, in your that's, drunken it's just haze. like it, there's a yeah. general haze of. <laughs> I can hold my liquor better you, than you most. Okay. At this point, between your spell and a. Uh, Marshall now just kind of swinging an axe around. The people that are around are turning and like... I'm just like... Not like sprinting away, but people are kind of hurrying at, away from the area. At this point, I at least know I'm like, okay, I can't see it per se, but I know something's there, so I'm just kind of bracing for uh, holding my reaction. Yeah, you can I, still... You still have a uh, third action. You can swing again. For, well, I have to pass concealment. Anyway. You do have to pass concealment, but you can swing again. Yeah. Uh, we'll try it. Yep, I know it's there. Hmm. 18. 18. All right, so now you can make your attack roll. So it is a minus five because it's your second swing of the turn. So that first one you still get into, it just doesn't connect. Hey. Uh, that's going to be a 39. Ooh, boy. <laughs> 20? No, 19. 19. I, minus I have a plus. plus a minus five? Oh, minus five. I'm sorry. I was like, holy 34. crap. Sorry, okay. 34. 30, 34 is still a lot. 34. Uh, with a second swing of this axe, buddy... Kind of, it's almost the reverse of what everyone's saying for you. you. You see Marshall swinging, and you see this first axe just kind of cut to the flame as his dog reforms in front of you. And the second swing, you see the axe pass completely through it. Like, you wouldn't feel anything. You wouldn't have any, like, physical resistance. I don't feel any resistance. Yeah, you don't yet. feel any resistance at all. But you would see this dog as the axe catches it, stagger it, stumbling it off to the side as its feet kind of kick in the gravel to maintain its, uh, its footing. Although, none of the gravel or anything it interacts with seems to be moving. Uh, and give me a damage. Well, since I'm not raging in giants, I guess it would just be my... Probably just 2d12 plus, plus your strength plus, plus your weapon, weapon specialization. So... Probably so. 2d12 plus 10, I imagine. Yeah, that's probably what that, it is. that sounds right. Yeah, because you have greater weapon specs this level, right? 
think it's what uh, oh, wow. So 22 plus 10, that's 32. <laughs> Barbarian things. Even when I'm not raging, <laughs> he wap. I'm just like, ah! Resume. <laughs> um, resume um, will try to uh, concentrate on her magical perception and see if she can figure out what this effect is so she can figure out how to counter it. Right, give me a perception check. That is going to be a session reroll because I'm not thinking a two is going to do it. Um, it's better. Uh, that is going to be a twenty-nine. Uh, twenty-nine, much like Marshall, you would see a general haze over the area in front of Buddy, where he's kind of swinging and and. Uh, where Buddy's blocking towards. Um, once I see it, um, I'm gonna try to throw um, uh, a piece of rock or some sort of debris that's in the street, and I'm gonna see if I can hit it with telekinetic projectile. Okay. That's a nat twenty. <laughs> okay. Now I'm gonna consume a check. Oh no. That's an 18. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So you fling a rock exactly at whatever this thing is. And yeah, a natural 20 uh, is going to hit it. It is immune to critical hits. So give me your regular damage. <laughs> sad, deflating <laughs> resume noises. That is pretty sad. Wait. Why you like this? That was the most beautiful crit, too. Even past the concealment check and everything. Mm. It's all right. That's like dice good dice. Good. It's good dice. Yes. Uh, it's going to be 24 points of uh, damage. Okay, so again, you'd see this pebble shoot through this hound, uh, and you would see the flames kind of start to waver and flicker a bit around its body, near looking almost skeletal, uh, with just blackened, charred bones inside it. Some skin old and burnt, stretched tight across it as whatever they're doing, although you're again seeing no resistance, just thuds into the ground past it. It does seem to be affecting the creature. Oh, that's so odd. Machine. So y'all are actually fighting something. <laughs> yeah, he sure, he, he stumbled back and everything. All right, Roshin's still not sure this isn't just some elaborate <laughs> She had a couple shots of whiskey in the restaurant. Um, she knows one way to go ahead, Jay. Um, Gramahar, um, and she'll reach out to Buford and uh, a sort of uh, an image of herself will kind of briefly surround uh, her. So that shield other. So I'm gonna take half of Buford's damage. Oh okay. yeah. Um, and then uh, I guess she'll draw her sword and just look. Kind of at the area. Like, what are we, huh? what are we doing? Yeah, what she just kind of has it on her shoulder right now. All right, buddy. So as you as you look at this thing, you you see these strange interactions. Whatever's happening with this, as Marshall swings and Resme shoots through it, it does seem to be reacting to it some. But it seems 
odd to you. Uh, as you look everything at it, everything about this seems odd to me. Yeah. Yeah. As you look at it, it doesn't it doesn't even seem like this creature here is is actually real. It seems like it's it's something else. Like it's you don't know if it's a hallucination, if you drank something super wrong, if the pork chops were not as great as you may have imagined. <laughs> I hang out with those guys in the streets. I didn't even think about what I was eating. But you kind of get a feeling, like a sense, almost. Uh, your symbol of Iomidae that you wear almost gets a little warmer as this thing readies to lunge at you again. Well... I mean, it seems to be working. I don't know what this thing's doing here. Um, I'm just gonna, I guess, I'm take my hammer and smack it across the face. <laughs> Stop it. No. Uh, that's how the dice feel, too. The dice are like, yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, that's a 24. Uh, 24, you'd swing your hammer at it, and your hammer does not even seem to interact with this thing at all. Like, it has absolutely no, like, it's a hologram or just a projection. Your hammer passes through it completely. Yeah, I don't know. I, I may have eaten something funny. It's working, still, I swear. I feel, like, singed and everything. Yeah, as you reach out towards it with a swing, you, you feel, again, your holy symbol just start to get warmer. Oh, I'm not supposed to be hitting this thing. I am what I saying. Not, okay, I'd better do something else. I, okay, these weird things are happening around here. Um, and I am going, hmm. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that weird things are happening around here. You're all <laughs> swinging at nothing. Can I, like, reach over and feel the Iomine thing? I'm just going to reach over and feel it and see if it's actually heating up. I mean, that feels weird. Uh, yeah, as you feel, it's not like it's burning hot. It's not like heat from the flames. It's it's just like a, a warmth, almost. Uh, a gentle warmth emanating out from it. Like, it's... Yeah. Okay. Um, like it's, it's doing its best. Well, can I roll the perception on my religious knowledge? On you can roll something a religion on your religious religion. knowledge. I have my religion. I have religion. Uh, okay, my best religion is uh, twenty-nine. So, well, the twenty-nine. Does you kind of put your hand on this and? And think, I kind of focus. You're like almost distracted more by your holy symbol yeah, than you are this creature here. She's never normally this noisy. <laughs> Thinking to your your teachings and your worship for uh, for a moment, a uh, a litany, a prayer, enters your mind. Something from the uh, Iomidai. Well, I can't remember the name of the Iomidai Bible. Uh, but but a verse the tome just kind of projects itself it, it comes back to you mm. as at the forefront of your mind even even above this this thing before you <laughs> do i say it that's not like I'm, it doesn't like it doesn't you don't automatically say it no it's not like <laughs> taking I'm not I, piloting your body can i say it <laughs> and you uh the rest of you seeing whatever weird thing Beaver's doing here takes a swing at something almost confused, puts his hand up on his holy symbol, and Starts then speaking like, Latin. <laughs> spits Bible verses. And it's just a litany out from his mouth. And with this prayer, as you speak it, 
the dog, it's a, whatever this hound is, it's, it's howls and snarls. Uh, its jaw opens wider, almost completely 180 degrees of fire erupting out from its mouth around it, consuming itself in an instant as it just vanishes, exercised. This house is as, clear. As, as, as this is going on, I'm just over with the buddy. Uh, listen, I, I know you've been on the streets for a while, but what's going on? Did you eat something wrong? Did you? I'm trying to go through everything I ate. Uh, did you eat any mushrooms? I, I had like, those once. <laughs> I feel like burned, though. Like, I, I look, I've got even a tiny little burn from that. And you would be able to see that underneath, uh, if he could pull away his armor to show you, he would have physical injuries, bite marks, and burns around them. So I was about to say that you're just pulling my leg this entire time. Did it not hit you in the last bit after I cast my spell? No, well, it just hit me the once. It just hit me once, and I kind of blocked it with my shield. And after your spell came out, the uh, my my Iomade trying to get something across. Hmm, that's curious. I was gonna say you were pulling my leg this entire time, but uh, unless you're really committed to the con, you've you've got some actual injuries there. Um, did I see any effect that went off as he banished it? Uh, I mean, you would s- definitely, each of you did be able to detect it, would sense that that it's presence is, is, no, certainly, <laughs> is certainly gone. Uh, whatever it was has been well and truly banished by this prayer <laughs> to Omidates. Sure. All he right. described it like it was really bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It was five damage. It was five damage. That's... She's, got a, she's got a real meaty shield. Yeah. The shield 17 does, is shield does a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. That's right. You got a fancy shield. My shield ain't that good. It's really, that's a good shield. I'm I'm ready for sleep. This I don't know about that. This has just been weird. I, that's, I'm going to go have to have some words with Iomade or something. This is weird. So, so what was it like a like a ghost dog it was like or something? A, like a flaming dog, and it had a skull for a face, and it was all angry and snarling and flaming stuff. dog skull for a face. Flaming dog skull for a face. Have ever heard of a flaming dog with a skull for a face? Um, you sir could make me religion. Uh, believe it's Arcana. Never heard of a flaming dog skull for a face. <laughs> oh, it's a cultism actually. It's cultism. I actually have that. I don't. You want me to roll it, or you want to roll and lie to me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll roll it. What's your modifier? Plus 12. Um, changeling. Yeah, changeling powers. You would know of things called hellhounds uh, that sound like they, that they are kind of like that, but hellhounds aren't, like, skeletal. They're just kind of a demonic, hmm. uh, a demonic dog that... Oh, well, I just it? said it was a dog on yeah. fire. Oh, did you not say it was skeletal? No, I just said a dog on fire. Oh, well, uh, then hellhound. It sounds like a hellhound. Sounds like a hellhound. Which are not not actual. The name's kind of a misnomer. Yeah. They're not actual, like, demonic or devilish entities. They're more aberrations uh, that are just flaming monstrosities that only through coincidence bear any resemblance to an actual hound. Hmm. Uh, can people use them for like trying to track down others? Because she's her first thought worry is that oh god, demonic influence. Maybe they're they intelligent, so like they can. I mean, you can strike deals with them like you could any intelligent creature. But I mean, they're not a thing that you can magically bind more than you can magically bind a person. Which against Pathfinders is not impossible. Like mind control exists, but but path, but, but 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 
but the creature wasn't actually physically there. Yeah, like, she knows are very this. much just like an actual yeah, monster. She knows this yeah. because the fairy fire didn't work. So there yeah, was. So that would tell you it's not just. If it was invisible, fairy fire absolutely would have picked it up. Yeah. So it is like. It was not a physical entity that was there. Yeah. Huh. Perhaps this is the source of the haunting rumors. Ah, it must have been the old king. It's the king's haunts. That's what this is. Well, I. The ghost of Barzillai. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Iomadai. <laughs> well, we should probably leave the streets before the watch come, uh, inquiring after those crazies who are swinging at nothing. Well, I don't know. I don't know why only I could see it. It's kind of weird. Uh, maybe I, I should bunk with you just to keep an eye on you tonight. I sure would appreciate while you're, it. While you're discussing trying to figure out what the heck was going on here, and uh, one of the proprietors of the tavern is kind of poking his head out, displeased about all the fighting happening on his doorstep. And the We're magic moving and along, don't worry, The man. spells and the X swinging and whatnot, and wondering, <laughs> he didn't seem that drunk. <laughs> Trishik, you make your way over instead to Sunset Imports, back down to the docks, uh, to this other pier, and to this small little warehouse. Are there still people out and about, or is it getting to the point that everyone's pretty much going back to their places? Um, I mean, there it's a big city. There's always going to be at least some people out and about, but around sundown, the streets have, have largely cleared. The docks would be a lot of the exception. Uh, because loading and unloading happens as it has to happen. They, they don't really pay any super respects to whether it's day or night, especially if they want to get ships out in the morning. Uh, so the area around Sunset Imports is still going to be pretty busy. Good. Um, and as you would approach it, it's about a 30-foot high rectangular building, a few hundred feet long and maybe 80, 100 feet across in depth. So uh, while looking the place over, I'm going to use assurance to stay hidden in the crowds. Okay. Just kind of passively blending in. Just the social stealth. You're not yep. hiding, you're just not being super obvious or mm -hmm. anything. And as you approach the building, you would see that as it is a warehouse, it has a litany of entrances along every side. Uh, there are a dozen ways that you, you see just at first glance you could easily enter the building. Uh, its main entrance to the road is on the western side, about 15-foot-high, huge bay double doors. Uh, each of the three smaller piers that it has leading out into the water have a loading dock door uh, that looks like a sturdier, heavier wood, all closed. Uh, around the northern side of the building, there was... What are you guys doing? <laughs> northern side of the building, you would also see a set of three smaller single doors set into the face. And even the far eastern side of it would have a backloading area as well, letting out onto a, a different, smaller road. Uh, there's additionally several large rectangular windows. Most of them set some pretty high up above the ground. The building's about 30 feet tall, and they're most of the way up. Is it like pitch black up there because it's getting dark? No, it's like the sun is going down. It's not... Like, it's still okay. perfectly light outside. And even as it's starting to, to go down, a lot of the work crews on the ships are starting to light lanterns and fires around to keep the docks illuminated enough to continue yeah. working safely. I just so wasn't it's never sure how get, high the light would go. Yeah, I mean, well, it's 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 going to flicker up the side of the building. I mean, 30 feet up, it's it's not going to be, like, well lit at the top, but it's, it's probably just dim light around the area as the sun goes down. Okay. Well, I'm going to wait for the sun to actually go down so everything is torch and firelight. 
Right. And uh, maximum darkness is the best I'm gonna get. And I'm going to find my way around a uh, back corner, just down an alley, so somewhere that's not as well lit as everything else. Uh, the northern side of the building with the small entrances would be an alley between some buildings. That'd be the place that's the most hidden from just the general casual view, but there's not really anything back there to conceal yourself with. I don't need to hide. That's fair. I just need to get somewhere relatively dark so I can spend three seconds climbing up the wall. Oh, okay. You go around the northern side and... Uh, just wait for there, a lull and people and... You can scamper up the the face there, and you've got a climb speed, right? 15. At this point, yeah, so you can get up there in, in just a few seconds. So still roll me, or what? what is your stealth as you're doing that? My sneaking or my stealth? Your... Because that would be sneaking going up, wouldn't it? Is that not just a stealth check, or is not the same check? No. How are they different? I have feats for sneaking, not for hiding. Uh, it would be... It would be sneaking, yes, as you're moving up the side of the building. I automatically succeed on anything that is not a DC 37. Okay, that's not the question I asked. <laughs> it's a 26. Okay. <laughs> so with a, with a 26, you would be able to make your way up through the, the dim light of the alley without anybody noticing up to the roof of the building. Uh, being a, a large warehouse, the, the roof of it is flat. Uh, it is by far not the largest of the buildings in the harbor. There are some truly massive shipyards and warehouses and dry docks in here. Uh, but up here on the actual roof of the building, it would be near completely black because there's no real firelight up here. Yeah. I would just have the incredibly middling light of a half moon. And do you have dark vision? No. Okay, but you have low light and there's enough up, right? You don't? No, okay, I, well, it's real dark then. Yeah. All I need to do is get over to the edge of the roof where I saw those windows and look down over the edge into the windows. Okay, fair enough. I want to just get a general glimpse of what's going on in that area down below me. My first actual view into the building. Okay. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So uh, coming, uh, the windows you would have seen would largely have been near the road facing the western side of the building with what looks like the predominant entrance an entrance uh, with a facade of silver street stone and uh it's at least well kept if not elaborately painted or anything and we'll get you we'll get you a boop right about there boop you would be able to lean down and look into the window to see into what looks like the uh, like a, 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 a storefront, a showroom, perhaps. I mean, it is still a uh, shop. Yeah, with a the, the lanterns would not be lit as they are on the map, of course, uh, as it is. It's pretty dark in there, and there's that that is about as far as you can really make out uh, through what moonlight there is coming into the window. You see the northern end of like a, a store for luxury home goods and furnishings. It all looks very high-end, and the inside of it is very, very well-appointed. Uh, you can just make out what look like fine patterned rugs covering the floor. Uh, and a lot of, high, again, very high-end, very elaborate, detailed furnishings. Uh, it looks like this is just one big open showroom that probably continues off all the way to the southern side of the building, but again, you, you can't really see out there. You can just see about to where the front doors are and just barely make out one side of them. Okay. So it's a fairly reasonable assumption that it stretches all the way across. Uh, you can see a decently large counter 
down below you against the eastern wall, as well as another door that seems to lead to the same place as a single door you can clearly see from outside. I mean, like like you can see on the map here, they're very clearly next to each other. Uh, they obviously lead to the same place. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, with that knowledge, I do have a flint and steel that I could use to light the uh, torches. Building on fire. <laughs> that too. Uh, it's not Rosemary. To light the torches and or lanterns that are inside. So... I suppose I will go on ahead and infiltrate one of the smaller side alley doors. All right. So as you move down to the side here, I'm bringing back down to the alleyway. Yeah, coming back down the same way I came up. Uh, the door is in fact locked. So I am going to need you. Uh, you're going to have to get through this as, as step one here. Yes. So I, as a full round i have my thieves tools in my bandolier and it takes two actions to unlock a door assuming the lock is not super complicated okay so give me a thievery check uh that's a 30. Uh, so with a 30 it's pretty pretty well-made lock again this looks like it they what they import at sunset imports is incredibly high-end furnishings and the amount of money that has to go through here is probably pretty significant even not like di completely disregarding any scarlet triad affiliations but my tools uh, didn't break no they didn't no that's actually like a 30 yeah. success you, you start working on it but it's going to take you some commitment and some time to get this lock open like you're going to be here for a bit picking it yeah on the ground in plain view to anybody walking by. It's dim, but you're going to be visible. Well, that right there is enough. I don't actually know how lockpicking works. So these have to be continuous. Or can I... You need to... You, basically, what you're trying to do, like the, the super basics... Thank you, lockpicking lawyer. Yeah. Is that yeah. you are... <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking LVL. You're, you're levering the inner tumbler of this, and a lock is just a, a series... A, a basic lock is just a series of pins that the teeth of a key all hold exactly aligned at random heights so the tumbler can rotate. Can't turn the tumbler because there's sticks in the way, and if you like, if you poke them up, they won't stay there. Uh, so you're trying to put as much force on this tumbler as you can to basically get pins kind of caught almost on the lip of the tumbler. So if you leave and release the tension, they're all gonna reset. Uh, they're all gonna come back down to the keyway and you're not gonna be able to, that's, that's the, the incredibly basic level of lock picking. Okay, well then what I'm going to do, realizing how complicated this lock is, is with a whisper, disappear. Okay. Activate the invisibility on my leather armor. Okay, fair enough. Smart. Got 10 rounds to pick it now. Yeah, now we got, we got... I have two minutes. Oh, it's 20 Ooh, rounds. Oh, disappear. So this does it's actually... It's a random time limit. Normally, like, it's like one minute, 10 minutes, and never shall you find anything between them. I think it's level two invisibility. Yes. Ah. So you have uh, you have some time to work on this. You stop for a moment to uh, cast this, which you just, is... You just speak. Is it just verbal? It's a whisper. Literally oh, okay. a whisper. So you can actually keep the tension then. So yep. give me another theory check. 30. So the 30 again. <laughs> uh, two of those, about... About a little less than 15 seconds will work here total. You have a few pins set, and you feel it starting to give. It's it's Click close out to... Click out of two. <laughs> With nothing on three. <laughs> <laughs> so glad it's not a permutation lock. And give me another theory check. <sighs> Disappointing. That is a 27. 
Uh, 27 with where you're at now. It, it is a fairly fine lock, but you are also incredibly proficient. Lock picking. Uh, 27 is going to pop that tumbler into place, and with a very satisfying click, you no, hear I'm not the, opening it. Yeah, you just, you just hear it. that it's open. Yeah. It's unlocked now. Now I'm going to um, check the door. The front door? No, the, or? the door. Like, see if there's any kind of alarms or yeah, okay. anything on that door. Yeah. The lock did not explode in your face. That's yes. step one. Uh, and as you look <laughs> around to the, the door itself, it looks to be a service entrance. It's pretty dark. You don't have super great visibility on it here. Um, but you are invisible, so you can take your time kind of looking it over. It doesn't look... Like, the door itself seems to be simple, and while it's it's, it's sturdy enough, uh, it would doesn't look like it's meant to sound stand up to someone who's really dedicated breaking in here. Uh, you don't see any reason to believe it would be triggered anything. All right, well, then I'll uh, slip inside. All righty. So opening this door, you reveal a pretty small uh, service hallway in the back here, uh, which leads... I'll just go ahead and move the, the main view here. Which leads... And this is the alleyway that I climbed up on over here. Yes. Uh, the northern side, this is the alleyway. Which leads down, uh, again, just kind of into the darkness... Off to your left, the door you know leads to the show floor on your right. Uh, another set of doors in front of you, both sides of this hallway, uh, being marked with doors near all the way down. But these these several service entrances you see on the northern side look like they all lead to the same hall. Um, I'll close that door behind me while I'm looking around. Move you so I can get it. I love you. I can forge the doors. Are so cool. <laughs> uh, but the hallway is not empty. Uh, it is lined with shelves. Uh, the ones in front of you on this little tiny stretch of wall just in front as you open the door is set with an assortment of old ledgers. And it's dark, right? Yeah, that's why I'm describing it's right in front of you. Yeah, okay. Because you got like the little bit of dim moonlight there. You can see it's got a whole bunch of d dusty ledgers and binders and you can see there are more shelves uh, leading down down this hallway, but like realistically you, you can't, you couldn't actually see this far. It would That just had you set up for like normal lighting, but you're looking more... Let me see. You're looking more... Solid, like, five feet. Maybe. Like... Once I close that door, I got nothing. Oh, I gotta change your lighting first. I'm learning... Hold on, give me a brief moment. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning cool Forge things because I can change all of this on the fly. I just have to do that and then this... And then that's Ooh. more like what you're actually Ooh. seeing. Very nice. Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> assumedly, the uh, the door on the inside isn't going to be locked, so I will try the door that would be immediately to my right upon entering. After the one to the show floor? Yes. Uh, the show floor door actually would not be locked, no. Uh, you would very easily be able to push that one open. Well, there was a lantern slash torch of some sort right there. And, As you uh, head in, there is definitely a sconce. Is there anything in it? Uh, in the... Yeah, they would seem to have a... It's not a, just like a dungeon torch setting, but it, it's a sconce to hold what looks what looks almost like a, a normal torch, uh, but it doesn't have any wrappings, isn't doesn't have any treatment that you can tell on tip. It just kind of looks like a, a stick of wood capped uh, with oh iron. 
I would know what those are. You would probably at this point be familiar with uh, the yield and ever burning torches. All that cap's coming off then. Yep, and if you pull that one off, then you would absolutely be illuminating much more of the area here. Uh, and I will give us, if you will bear with me, everyone buckle your seatbelts and hold on. <laughs> Why you like this? A much better view of the area. Uh, seeing that it, does, it is just one large show floor uh, that spreads out through all the area, the north to south of the building, the full width of it. it it's pretty large. I mean, just this this showroom that they have on the side of Sunset Imports and the street facing is bigger than literally any shop in Breach Hill and probably bigger than, well, most shops even in Kentargo. Mm -hmm. uh, you can see a lot more of what there is spread throughout the area, a lot more of the luxury goods they have on offer. And you can see that further down, there are a set of two large double doors on the southern end of the room, uh, which are much heavier banded in iron and seem to, from what you saw at the outside, lead to the same place as the piers. Yeah. So, for the sake of making this infiltration, if detected, look legitimate, what all is in this room of value? Well, the problem is that it's mostly big. Uh, I have a bag of holding. Yeah, but Big like, is only relative for, like, cloth and art. Like, immediately next to you, the first thing you would see right behind the counter here is what appears to be uh, a mandolin that's floating at an angle a couple of inches above uh, an exquisite granite stand that is massive and probably weighs more than, like, five buddies in his full plate. Uh, you're not getting, like, furniture into your bag of holding. There are some uh, some rolled-up rugs, and there are some smaller... Uh, smaller throws and things, as well as some I like pillows. Buddy is a and... unit of weight. <laughs> it's pretty heavy. Yeah. Pretty hefty. Uh, there, there are some pillows and some other just accoutrements and decorations around a house that are uh, just odds and ends that are interesting looking. Uh, that would be small enough for you to, to take that would, that would certainly have some value. It would just kind of be like random... Like, you know, like shells behind it, they have random yeah. fancy furnishings. I'm not even necessarily taking any of this for the sake of keeping it. This is to make it look like someone came in. Right, make it look like they got robbed. Yeah. Pinch a couple of things. Yeah, just a few small things, put them in the bag of holding, uh, maybe put them on the scale, see if anything's worth anything decent. You have the counter in front of you, too, uh, which has a register that looks like it's been taken down and just placed on a shelf underneath the counter with a couple of ledgers next to it as well. Now, before messing with any of the paperwork and whatnot, I have multiple bags of deteriorating dust. Okay. And they have a big door that I know we're going to need to bust down to get in here. Hmm. So okay. I'm going to take two bags of extended deteriorating dust and put one door hinge covered in one and one door hinge on the other door covered in the other. This is good buddy hole preparation. Yes. I don't even think I'll we'll need it. I think we just go like... Way to wake the whole town up in one, one small movement. It's, it's not rare. It's uncommon. <laughs> is it? it didn't say that in... How did you get this? It didn't say it in the app, but... 
Yeah, that's uncommon. You, that's a great idea, but you can't just have that. Well, let me look. Um, <laughs> no, but the way he got it was he, mean... he saw it in the app and he pushed the get button. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when I put my when I bought all my stuff, the I app bought this. Have all the income. I had I got really disappointed a couple times when Path I. Path Builder is a fantastic yeah. utility. Yeah, but you, straight you, up I've just done that a didn't couple times. You do, I have no yeah, way of knowing. That is in fact uncommon. That's okay. not something you can just have. Like I am familiar with this. At some level, it was like yeah, usually I didn't think that was common. That's too bad. I actually, remember you talking about that yeah. too. Because I didn't think that was rare. It's a really neat item. I would item. say, given like your your background, I would let you have a use of it that you would have been able to source okay. like prior to joining the party. Well, then that will just go on one of the doors. I mean, it's just as good as using two. In in right. all honesty. So you want to use it not on the front door, but on the warehouse doors here. Yes, okay. assuming the the warehouse doors. What are the odds? Someone else broke in and robbed the place before we got here. <laughs> <laughs> so, assuming that I could get us back in this way, we're just going to swiftly get into there. Okay, so yeah, with that deteriorating dust, which will, uh, as you kind of throw it on the, the hinges of this large uh, loading bay door here, uh, it, it almost fades from view near immediately becoming like an incredibly fine layer of sprinkled sugar, just almost completely transparent. And that just has no immediate effects. Yeah, it doesn't do anything immediately, but it is going to do what it says on the tin. It's deteriorating dust, and it's going to deteriorating. All right, so now that I'm in here and I've planted my sabotage, I'm going to take a look at their ledgers and see if there's anything of ill repute. So heading down to the nearest ones on the counter... Uh, as you look through and open it up, this looks like a day-to-day -day register, like a, just a transaction log. Uh, simple enough of, of what they've been doing. Now, it doesn't look like the Sunset Imports has, well, had any sales at all in about a week. Uh, prior to that, it looked like it was it's like it's high end it's not working on selling things every like constantly throughout the day it's working on like several big sales uh but it looks like it normally made at least a few transactions most days and you can't find anywhere went more than two three days without something happening uh but it just like it's it's the 25th of gazrin it just stops on the 17th I will keep that in mind and put these back where they were. You also, as you are looking through, kind of catch the signatures on a lot of the on all of the, the bottom of these pages. Surya Madrad is the same name that is Monogrand under your cloak. And the same person who'd signed this ledger looking like for going back years is as long as there is of records that are currently here in the counter, uh, which would at least go back to the start of the year. Okay. How large is the cash register? Uh, it's fairly large and fairly locked, but uh, it's it's not massively hefty. It's made relatively uh, of largely light metals, so, so it can be like removed from the countertop yeah. to just underneath it fairly easily. It looks like they do that on the daily. You can see like a, a clear spot on the table where the Little thing usually marks. sits. Yeah, it's not like a, yeah, it's not like dusty. Everything is exquisitely clean, yeah. but yeah, well, clearly where it's been placed. Uh, it's honestly small enough that you could probably 
carry the whole thing with them. Protect the whole thing in the bag of holding. I'm just going to pilfer it then. Yeah, picking it up, you don't hear any like jangling or anything in it, though. Taking it. Taking it anyway. <laughs> they're, they're not allowed <laughs> to have this anymore. This is my cash Realistically, register. a dumb thief wouldn't care. That's he right. would just grab it and go. So you have a cash register. You have some odds and ends and interesting displays that like some things of, of various crystals and works of glass and painted sculptures that look like they'd be valuable. Specifically targeting things that someone who didn't know better would think these are worth Stuff a lot. Stuff that looks expensive. Exactly. Not necessarily for the value. This is all to make it look like they got robbed. And now we're going to go check out the back rooms. It's time to work out a mental map of this place. Yeah. Stop, you're messing with me. Because I assume that the big double door thing over here was the front door. Uh, yes. The, the front door uh, to the back rooms. For the, for the fun f of the map. Or was it the front door to the No, front like, room? that's the front door, this is the warehouse. Oh, the, I see. The map, I'm keeping yeah, yeah. the screen here very specifically because the doors are literally just open on the map. Oh, okay. So, and I mm -hmm. didn't dynamic light them as actual doors. No. So it's closed, shut up. Uh, this other door to the south definitely looks like it goes into the, like the warehouse area where the piers are, yeah. Yeah. The reason I sabotage that is it's big, like iron banded, hard to get into, right. where we could just break it down. Because once we're going, we're going. I'm not sneaking Marshall and Buddy into this place. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> What is you so, you uh, can try, it would work. <laughs> come back in this back hallway here. Do you do you uh, recap that ever-burning torch? No, I'm bringing it with me. Oh, you just take it out of the sky. That's fair enough. But. Mm -hmm. So with that in your hand, you would be able to see uh, some amount of light. You would see a little bit further. I'd no longer be invisible. Yeah, that definitely so. would have worn off. You can again see those doors peeling off to either side. You know all the ones on your left are going to lead back out of the alley. The ones on your right go to, well... Either the loading area or something else. And twofold bringing it with me. A, there's windows in the front room. If a light source is left on, someone's going to question why. And B, now I can see. <laughs> so. B, and the primary reason, I can see that. Yes. <laughs> All right, so what are you looking for? Uh, just mental map of the place. I'm going to go room to room. If I get caught, I just leave. Okay, so immediately this first door you'd come to on your right is locked. All right, so we'll go to the next one. And then moving... At uh, this point, we're just kind of quietly but quickly going, just checking everything. Moving down further, that next door would be able to open, and it would open into what is clearly the storage area, the warehouse of Sunset Imports. Uh, just 10 feet in front of you, you can see a pretty sizable stack of crates and boxes uh, piled pretty high. It seems like they have a large amount of inventory here. Uh, the ceiling that you can just make out 25 feet above you. It's like a warehouse ceiling. Yeah, like the the, the pile of, of goods stacking near almost to that. Uh, not any kind of framework or anything, just sort of one on top of the other. Uh, clearly the things on the bottom must be very infrequently used <laughs> or needed because it would be quite an ordeal to get to them. Uh, in fact, if you look in, like if you even just peek your head in the yeah, door Yeah, I would come into the room. And look to your... Uh, to your right, you can even see that there is a stack of these that appears to have toppled over entirely on its own, spilling some colorful silks and buttons across the floor. That looks like it unclear how long ago that may have happened. And you can also pretty clearly see there is a wall over here to your right, uh, sectioning off a smaller chamber that last locked door leads into. Uh, but this warehouse looks to be massive, possibly the entire rest of the building. 
That would not be a surprise. It is yeah, a it, it is docking a warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, and based on the fact that the three piers you can see on the south, it would be a reasonable assumption that that might be the whole rest of the building. Okay. Well, uh, then I will do a quick once around the room. The warehouse? Yeah. Just I'd get a grasp of the size where things are. Right. I'm making a mental map of this place. Yeah, head out into it a ways. Uh, still just seeing really nothing but these just kind of haphazard random stacks of crates and boxes around. Uh, you'd see several of these sets of massive doors that you know lead to the piers on the southern end where this warehouse is loaded directly. Uh, and here not past the second, not far past the second of the pier doors, you would see a, an actual massive, you know, just like wall of cargo and goods that has been stacked up around. Uh, several more of these stacks of crates and barrels have been knocked over their goods spilled throughout the floor uh, and there are some larger things that are placed around either on the stacks or on their own around them that are just like shipped themselves uh, several large plinths that look like they would be at home in a an exquisite garden uh, even an entire marble or what looks at first like marble with more flecked black and white like some salt and pepper granite stone of a statue uh they deal in a whole lot of various things. As you uh, move past this big wall here, though, uh, you would hear some activity coming more from the eastern end of the warehouse. And then uh, you'd see another light on the far end cast up, flickering up over another massive rack of crates and boxes. You'd cap yours again. Climbing up a... Uh, near, Going over to the wall, I would slowly climb my way up onto the ceiling. Nobody look up. It's a good place to hide. Nobody ever look up. You plunge yourself in the darkness oh, here. The door would have, I would have closed it on the way in. That's fair. I've been closing every door as I go. No actual evidence of me being there. You would uh, hear a voice call out. Very much, again, not in a Ravenel accent. Hello? Brazak? I'm going to uh, creep across the ceiling until I can see where that voice is coming from. I don't want to get close enough that the light's on me, but I just want to be able to see where they roughly are. And uh, Okay, so as you move, let me give him some, some light out here. You would be able to see uh, creeping around some of these crates on the end. Yeah, like I wouldn't even uh, get near that close. You'd need to. Like, there's a. No, I just want to see where the light boxes. is oh, coming from. Where the light's from. coming from. So yeah. you'd just be like, a, like a, kind of at the edge here. I don't want to see him. I want to yeah, see you, where he is. You can't see him, but you can see the source of the light uh, just mostly on the ceiling uh, because it seems to be behind another incredible wall of cargo and inventory that stretches near the entire length of the of the room itself. You hear the voice coming around. Not exactly sure where exactly it's, uh, or who it is, rather. Uh, then you would see that light retreat uh, back behind this wall of crates where you wouldn't really be able to get any better of a sight of it without climbing directly over into clear view. Okay. Well, then I would uh, go back. You'd hear, you'd hear again, speaking with something. I. Am I crazy? I swear I saw something. And you would hear another voice uh, answer. It does not 
sound human, but does sound somewhat familiar. Focus. We are not done here, Shale. A gravelly, rolling, demonic voice that sounds very similar to what little you heard of Bull Butcher. All right, so... You would also hear... Hmm. Some low... Sobbing. All right, I'm going to peek around the corner. Staying up there near the ceiling. As out of the way as you can get. Mm-hmm. You peek around at the like at the far edge of this light, and you can see three figures. Another hulking purple horned demon that does look near identical to Bull Butcher. Simply standing there, arms lax, next to uh, a man dressed up in armor with a pretty big pointy stick. Both of them looming over a single halfling man who's chained back to the wall in front of him who does not look like he's in very good shape. How do you know he's single? Singular. (sighs) Well, I'm going to mark the demon. Which is, nothing happens, I just stare at him. Right, it's just like, you're like, noted. Yeah, I just, that's my target. So. I think I have all the information I currently need. A rough mental map of the warehouse. And where this is way in the back behind a bunch of other things. As you're, uh. I'm watching uh, here the area of marking him. The demon is uh, speaking to the halfling. But you can't make out what he's saying from this, this safe distance. He's turned away from you. He's speaking now. But you, can, you can hear that kind of almost rumbling as he talks. And you see that the halfling shake his head. And the guy just wallop him with the club. Mm. Just across the chest. Smacking him back into the wall. And the, the halfling can't really double over, but he hangs down in his bonds coughing a bit, just shakes his head again. Alright, well, I'm going to be dumb. Uh Okay. Uh (laughs) I was hoping this was a good day, sir. I hope you uh, survive. I'm yep. going to sneak my way back across the warehouse, staying close to the wall that I followed to get over in this general area so I can get back to where I came in. Okay. It's pretty, it's it's like actual pitch darkness. I'm so slow. Yeah, you're just like crawling through complete Yeah, just very blackness, slow. And you can go until you reach the wall and a, then, a corner. Yeah. yeah. And then I'll come down, uncap my torch, and I assume I'll be back over on the other side. We'll be back over uh, by the door. You'd, you'd come in through, assumedly. That's Sam. Yeah. Toppled things of goods here. So I'm going to go back to the door that I uh, that I came in and relock it. Okay. I'm making your way uh, out back up into this little service hallway. 
I'd even be further down because it was this mm-hmm. first door that you'd come through this yeah. direction. I'm going to relock that and I'm going to go put the stuff back where I found it. Spend a few minutes doing this because the mission has changed from successful infiltration to exfiltration of a halfling. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I feel like we should take our break. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is going to take a second. <laughs> this is going to take a bit. So, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, before things go sideways. Everybody, uh, we're, we're going to stand up and take a brief moment to stretch and collect ourselves. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, everybody. We found, well, it seems like that's the same demon the previous Scarlet Triad had, so... I mean, that's that's a thing. thing. Why well, are we, we knew always there in a hostage one. situation? We'll be back in a few minutes. Don't go too far. When we return, Intargo does, in fact, seem to have its fair share of secrets. So, uh, Trishik, <laughs> when we left off, you would have gone back in there. Uh, he would close the doors behind you, headed back and relocked the door you'd come in and put the ever-burning torch back in the sconce. Uh, which, as you do that, how are you seeing? That was well, the light source. I have had a change of my change of mind. And rather than stick around, I'm just going to continue with the make it look like they got robbed and someone got out. Because You're I don't... you the ever-burning torch? Yeah, I'm keeping it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is the taking entire the one thing was actually just to be able to keep the ever-burning yeah. torch. I'm taking it. <laughs> the one across the room as well, just uh, because I'm being mean. Uh, well, we're not being mean. We're just selling a story here. Yeah. Sit around the counter, grab the other ever-burning torch, and almost just like I can imagine madly cackling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just going to uh, leave. And so as you reach this door, you can hear... Voices on the other side. No, of it. I'm can... leaving. Oh, you're gonna cloak of the mountain bank. Yes. Oh, okay. You're gonna foosh. <laughs> like, uh-uh, I'm not out. <laughs> Fair enough. Ah, 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 ah. Doesn't hear any voices. He's gone immediately. Zero questions asked. Zero answers given. Uh, so you launch yourself back to where? A hotel room. I'll just back to the just hotel right room. back in the middle of everybody. By the way, guys. Ah. <laughs> Falls over, spills And beer. I'm in my corset, and this is awkward. <laughs> like, it shows up, explosion of smoke. <coughs> oh, it is, a gi- it is a giant burst of smoke in here, right? It is a thing that happens. <laughs> so as you uh, launch yourself over and you reappear back in your and meanwhile, in the road, <laughs> these guys are still... De- at some level, I'm sure debating whether or not there even is a demonic hell dog thing. <laughs> if that's even a real thing that happens. So how's how is this going, everybody? We're going back to the inn. Like, like this has just been a bad nightmare. And well, gonna... I, yeah, I don't know. That was a dog mare. Anyway. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Where uh, we're just yeah, I'm just gonna go back to the end and be like, just keep sipping my drink. I'm like, oh, that's so much tonight. Just. Oh. I don't think it was personal. I really do think that that's been happening, and that's why there are so many rumors flying around the city. But there's just ghost dogs running around the city and uh, assaulting random people. Could well, be why go- could I only see it? And why to go away with that uh, that prayer? 
It could be haunting you. That's true. Hmm? So I That's suppose... That's a really good point. I don't know if there's something Buddy necessarily would know. <laughs> if you have to question it, probably Literally not. Literally anybody else trained in religion. Oh, I am trained. I actually do know quite a bit about that. I mean, yeah. she knows religion, but like, she has literally never laid eyes on this thing. No, so. it has nothing to do with that. It's like you, you, the, it's the, the, I have no idea why prayer made it go away. I mean, this is a universe and a world where, like, there are ghosts and things are haunted and, like, exorcisms mm. do happen. Mm. Like, okay, yeah. And you are a pretty powerful champion of Iomedi at this point. Like, you, well, I don't know. Well, I guess the question was: Is I don't know why it had such a direct effect against it, as uh, is clearly something that was susceptible to it. That's fair. That's fair. Because I can't just go around saying prayers to people and them just like disappearing. Disappearing. <laughs> that you've tried. It have doesn't you typically tried it? happen. I have tried it. But sometimes. Like... <laughs> but sometimes. Hmm. Bonnie does not appreciate it when I start preaching. <laughs> <laughs> been trying to pray at your wife to make her stop yeah, every once in a while the demons may <laughs> listen to prayers but your wife never will prayers yes nagging no <laughs> so yeah. the group of you make it back into uh, the Elobolus Inn back to the, the beds that you're renting here I mean this is kind of an upscale inn so you would have these beds probably in single rooms you do have your own not particularly large yeah. uh, but Sizable enough individual chambers. I'm place. actually going to be in uh, the same room with Buddy because, I, as I said, I'm going to keep my eye on him because I'm like, I smelt the burning bees, and I'm like, even I know, I'm like, that's not normal. I need to keep an eye on my buddy. Fair enough. But you meet back <laughs> up with uh, with the Trishik here, who, well, has some general knowledge, and I don't know what exactly we're sharing. The uh, the cape name is in the, the ledgers. They definitely have people chained up in the warehouse. And all the fun stuff is in the back. The front is just furniture. Hmm. What mm. kind of furniture? That's, that's, what, that's what you what find What kind of furniture? I'll pull out. Slaves in the back, and you're just like wondering what kind of furniture. <laughs> what? I want to know what kind of warehouse we're walking I'll into. Are we trying to decorate the, a, a, the castle or something? Put down like a, a geode cut in half on the table. They have uh, oh, that's pretty. A fancy little crystal bubbles, and in the bag they have big statues. But uh, more importantly, and I'll pull out the cash register, is uh, probably empty, but uh, no Did you take the cash register? I had to make it look like a petty thief. Uh, Fair enough, I suppose. Why do you have to make it so they know you were there at all? Aren't you invisible? Yes, but if they check the lock, they could probably see the scrapes from a lockpick. Now they're going to be looking for it if you've taken things. Ooh, but they'll be looking for a simple thief, not for anybody too sophisticated. How, how big was the lock? Was it easy to get in the lock? I had no problem. <laughs> I would say for you, likely use hammer. So what kind of simple thief is going in there with a fancy fancy lock? It was not difficult for me. It took... Are you a simple thief? No. <laughs> but Legitimate I did questions. sabotage big warehouse door, so when we go in, easy easy to get into. Oh, mm. well done. Trishy, you said all the slaves are being kept in the back of the warehouse. One slave. Where are the other ones being kept? This big demon did not check. That's fair. <laughs> 
Well, if, the, if it's the back of the warehouse where they're all being kept, is there a direct entrance right to the back of the warehouse that we could go and just kind of bypass the whole the front section? Uh, there After is... all, if, they, if they're expecting thieves, they probably would have strengthened things, perhaps had guards being stationed there tonight. It might be better just to avoid them all in the first place. The biggest problem is I do not know if anything else is there. I only saw demon, men with club, and halfling chained to wall. So you think going through the entire warehouse would be safer then? I do. Well, the, the alley is safest way to get in. Well, you are the uh, you, you you are the scout. You seem very capable of it. I will go ahead and goodbye then. There are two ways to get in. We go through alley. I unlock door again, and we go straight into warehouse. Or we go through front, break down big door. Is point of sabotage, so that the marshal can be big when going warehouse. Did you get a look at the books? Yes. Uh, it does not appear there has been any merchandise sold in last week and before that was every two to three days and all of ledger have name of clock in book interesting so, so she was a patron then it so Ro- roshin as a as, as, as you kind of just following this conversation here it's getting relatively late you do did you drink Oh, yeah, she drinks. She She's drinks. Been, yeah, absolutely. Hinterlands of Galt, there's nothing else to do. That's fair. Probably at least a level of tired. You hear, uh, he, he gives this explanation, and he's making it thoughtfully interesting, and as you just kind of turn your head from True Sheik back over to Resme, just following whatever this thought will be. She doesn't follow it up with anything else. Uh, as you take a glance at her, her expression has completely changed. Her eyes are, like, totally wide. As she turns to look at you, you see her mouth isn't even, like, there anymore. Her lips are gone. Her mouth completely stitched shut with black wire. And almost kind of horrified, you look back at Rashik to see him slumped over dead where he was just sitting with your sword sprouting out of his back. Buddy and Marshall don't even appear to be in the room anymore. <laughs> Alright, true shake with my sword in his back. I could I could have done that. That's something I could have done. <laughs> I don't Let's have the stitch work to her. for that. She stops like she's kind of stopped responding. Her skin almost just like dry and taut, like near mummified, like she'd been left there for days. This with, with can't be real. Routine? This can't be real. Um, she's going to just try to disbelieve this. This does not seem like it makes any sense. I'm like, looking at that thinking over, obviously something is is wrong here. It's something like, is... I might have lost my mind in Statue Chic, but I could not have stitched Resume's lips closed that well. You uh, kind of force yourself to, to think and focus on this and blink and shake your head and end up staring at just near darkness at the ceiling of your own room alone. With just the tiniest little bit of morning light coming into the window. Sitting there in a very palpable cold sweat in your bed. Huh. That was odd. Hmm. Can I I know, does this seem like anything I, I can I can just 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 kind of dozed off and had a bad dream. Like, the last thing I remember is I was in the room talking with them. 
you don't remember much more about that discussion or the night even though it, it does seem to be the following morning I remember talking with your sheik I remember him telling you about what he'd found in the uh, in Sunset Imports but further than that much of anything um, she'll roll out of bed um, and uh, I'm not going to get dressed or anything just yet but she is going to grab her sword out of the corner it is still there right it is still there all your stuff is still there it's where you would have left it where you were going to bed if you were going to bed normally like right. nothing's everything's where you largely expect it to be as you turn and reach door. down to, to to where your sword is just kind of near a, a small end table next to the bed and you can see laying on the floor next to it a huge like almost palm-sized deep red gemstone uh it doesn't look like it's cut or treated at all. It just looks almost rugged and hmm. raw. And it's almost got a bit of its own glow to it. Like It feels like it's more, just slightly more visible than it should be, just in the barest bit of morning light coming through the window. Um, so Roshin can see it pretty well. She's got low light vision from her changeling oh, fair background. Enough. Um, so uh, she's going to not touch it just yet, but she's going to cast Redora to check it out. All right. So with uh, it's only a minute. Oh no, sorry. It's uh, it ca it's a one minute cast time. Read aura. Read aura is apparently a one minute cast time. Yes. Oh, the thing we thought was just functional detect magic this entire time takes a whole minute to cast. Apparently, yes. Why would you ever use it? Because it's works. It does tell you a bunch. Of it tells you. Stuff. Well, let's see what it do. Uh, I know where the item is magical. If it is, I learn the school of magic. And if it's illusory, I only That's get it. Amazing. I only figure out if it's illusory, if its level is lower than my Redora spell. And my Redora spell is a cantrip, so it's... Redora is level five. Uh, okay. Uh, you... As you look it over, you could tell that it's a... It is certainly not a gem. It is a pretty powerful magical artifact of some kind. And it has a... Well, the gem itself is red. To your read, Aura brings out a shimmering blue essence of abjuration. Hmm. Uh, again, relatively powerful. Hmm. Uh, you could, as part of that, you can you can attempt to identify it. I mean, it's going to take you some, some more time. Do I hear anyone else up right now? Uh, it will be a bit earlier than people are going to start waking up naturally. Yeah, okay, I'll take 10 minutes and try to identify it. Okay. What is your occultism? Uh, not religion, occultism. Uh, plus 12. This one's specifically occultism. Uh, is that higher or lower than your... Let me see, just let me see your sheet for a second. Sure. If I ask you questions, you know things. Give me that, give me that piece of paper. Have, 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 have my piece of paper. I like this paper. This is a neat paper. It came from a tree I know. Okay. Take this paper back. It disgusts me. <laughs> <laughs> the the object itself, as far as you can tell, seems to be something sort of along the same line as the uh, the dream stones that you had found back in the gateway, hmm. the gateway inside Dream Gate. But whereas the Dreamstones were more directed to you keeping a good night's sleep and uh, helping you sleep restfully and even with much less time. 
Uh, who has those, by the way? Um, I have one because she gave it to me. To... Yeah, you guys only need like two hours of sleep, so like you, you don't even have to sleep the entire night. Huh. But uh, but you would have. You would have slept the entire night. We would, I guess Raz may be awake because she only sleeps for two hours a day now. But unless Dreamstone, you just sleep for your full eight hours with the Dreamstone and you get mega rested. <laughs> I would imagine you probably need two hours, but you can sleep. That's fair. I can sleep for like want. 16, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I mean, a stone of dreams. It like. depends on the state of my pores. <sighs> They're probably in very poor condition. Oh. No. But whereas that is more meant to uh, kind of help you sleep well, this is more <laughs> directed to uh, keep you in good health. Not so much like, ouch, I've been stabbed, but like from possible sickness or illnesses, maybe. It's hmm. curious. So uh, such a thing would be fairly valuable, it sounds like. Uh, probably, yeah. Even just for its nature as a giant freaking gemstone, uh, that seems like it'd be worth some hundreds of GP. And it's just laying on the floor here. Yeah, it's just there. Huh. All right, so I'm gonna, I guess she'll, she'll, she'll get like a spare shirt and just pick it up with that. No touch. <laughs> I'm still not certain about this. Why um, would you be suspicious of the gem rock that showed up in your room after you had a weird nightmare about murdering your friends? I know, right? <laughs> You're freaking um, weird. <laughs> and the invisible demon dog that apparently attacked Buddy that previous It's been a weird day. Yeah. It's been a weird day. Um, maybe Resme could make something better out of this. Uh, so she'll wrap it up in a in a shirt, and um, she's going to just check that she still has the Dreamstone. Uh, you would still have your Dreamstone, yes. Okay, I, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll sleep a little closer with this next time. Um, but, uh, regardless, she feels fairly well-rested. She would, yeah. Okay, all right, so I'll... I mean, give me that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't the greatest awakening, but you, you do feel well-rested enough. Okay, okay. Um, so I guess I'll, um... I'm not gonna touch that right now. Um, I guess, uh, she'll just, uh, move out to the... Co Is there, like, a common area? Yeah, there'd be a common area. She'll... It's a little early for them to really have any breakfast ready, but, uh... You know, it'd be coming within probably the hour or so. Okay. So she, she'll get dressed and then go out to the main suite and just wait for everyone else to wake yeah, up. Before too long, everyone else would awaken on their own. Uh, perfectly fine. You always feeling spectacularly rested now by the power invested in you by Dreamstone. And I have time to do all my makeup and my hair. You have six hours to do your makeup and your hair before everyone else gets up. And I read. You wonder why I know so many languages? This is why. Because <laughs> I don't just, sleep. She just reads dictionaries. <laughs> <laughs> From 2 to 8 a.m. After taking some time with a levered crowbar and a particular cash register, I assume it's just empty. You could also just pick it. Yeah, but that runs the risk of potentially messing up my picks, whereas the crowbar messes up. Or you could sit in the in the, in the room of this nice tavern and just branch <laughs> someone's cash register up. And yes. Uh, yeah, it would be completely That's what rare. heroes do. <laughs> My items are more important than this cash register. <laughs> you guys are the heroes. So by definition, whatever he does is heroic. <laughs> heroic is the action of a hero. He's heroically <laughs> wrenching open the cash register from Sunset Imports. Takes a pose. To heroically <sighs> see if there's any heroic money inside. <laughs> so does that mean when we were in the Goblin Village, yes. like heroes, God, anyway, heroic, heroic capitalism. We were definitely heroes to those goblins. The rest of you would uh, awaken 
went through your morning routine, your prayers, your spell preparations, whatever. Uh, I'm partaking in the, the Yolobolus Sins breakfast if you want it. It is part mm-hmm. of your money that you're paying. I might have to pay extra for that. <laughs> I'll feed you. They'll we feed have, you whatever the meal is. We have an entire cauldron specifically for you. Two I, silver a night is not I know, cheap. But, I mean, like, bacon. they'll feed you. <laughs> Like you literally just give him a like a giant stack of pancakes and like a plate a stack of like bacon and he's just like ah, because Marshall has to eat. He's a big boy. Get that metabolism. <laughs> um, I guess when everyone is up, oh, I suppose. Good morning, Rasheen. Uh, good morning, Resme. What are you yawning about? Oh, it just seemed like the thing to do. I'm not actually tired. I feel wonderful. You have one of the dreamstones. I know what they do. You can't be fooling me. I know, but I like to be normal around normal people. It's very kind of you. Very kind of you indeed. I do not believe that the, com- the current company sounds uh, normal. But he's normal. I would say I'm a fairly normal guy. <laughs> one for five does not count as normal, though. Oh, I feel like I average us out pretty well. <laughs> Severin's normal. <laughs> That is not I was, <laughs> As I'm shoving bacon in my mouth, I'm like, ha! If, if he's normal, then I'm a genuine gentleman. <laughs> I do find that so <laughs> Buddy, what happened to your real hat? <laughs> well, it's still here. I've got it in its case because I don't want to get it smooshed or anything while we're walking around. But uh, as uh, we are in disguise... <laughs> no one would ever recognize you. Oh. It's it's also right. waterproof. This hat's also waterproof, which oh. is really why I got it in the first place. But the guy that was selling it to me didn't tell me how stupid it looked. <laughs> he was only going on and on about how waterproof it was. And I don't bought, care about a waterproof hat. And you bought it sight unseen. That's pretty impressive well, for a hat. it was on my head at the time, so. <laughs> ah, I hadn't seen it at the time. I suppose that makes well, sense. I didn't have any beers it. in the hat store. <laughs> he knows his hat's wrong. <laughs> mirrors are expensive. It's Breach Hill. <laughs> Oh, I have a quick question. How did I get back into bed? I have no recollection of it from when we were talking. You would have, largely, the rest of you would know, you would have finished your conversation, uh, Trushik imparting whatever other knowledge he'd had uh, from his investigation of the warehouse, and then you'd all just gone to bed normally. Nothing out of the ordinary had happened, and you'd noticed. Hmm. Well, did anything weird ha- I mean, you, you I, don't, your cream. I don't try and pay too much attention to what ladies happen? do before bed. <laughs> That's probably why, as I imagine, Bunny prefers it that way. Yeah, she does. But uh, it, uh, I had a strange dream. I've had bad dreams before, but um, curiously enough, um, when I woke up, I found this on the floor of my of my uh, room, right by my bed. <gasps> you shouldn't have. Now, it it's looks. Like, it so just looks like a giant, raw, uncut red stone. I mean, there was a, like a reverse thief or something that. <laughs> Resme will actually crack up out loud and almost spit her wine out. I can Such promise a notion you. Such enti- notions are entirely crazy. Well, hang on a minute. No, I have on my teeth. No, again, exactly. Entirely crazy. Um, but uh, it's... I was able to kind of look at it from... Resme, seriously. Hmm. It looks as though it's, uh, it's designed to protect health or something, but I'm not sure how it even showed up there. This... Unless the it's last resident happened to just leave it on the floor and I didn't notice it when I came in. Uh, try to identify it. Detect magic? What, uh, yeah, it, well, you get the same thing. It's magical. It's uh, got a pretty powerful blue aura of abjuration shimmering around the redstone. And uh, if you want to, you've got your quick 
identification, yeah. right? What is your occultism? Um, well, actually, uh, that's for spells. For this, I would use my um, item identification, which means I can't crit critically fail it. So whatever you want me to roll. Occultism. 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 Okay. Yeah, it's okay. a plus four. So. Thank you. Woo! Uh, Thirteen. Yeah, you... Uh, you can't really tell anything about this. Whatever this item is, looks uh, like a pretty rock. That you would make can a nice tell <laughs> that this is not like a, an item that's been traditionally imbued with magic, like a rune or even like a climbing rope or a spoon of sustenance. Is the first magic item that comes to my head off the list of wondrous items? That's odd. Sustaining spoon, I think it's actually called. Huh. You uh, you put it in a bowl. The bowl fills with oatmeal. You can eat the oatmeal. The oatmeal keeps you feeling as long as you feel like eating it. Is it delicious oatmeal? No, it's it's, it's cardboard. It's tasteless gruel. But, uh, <laughs> but it's nutritious enough that it can it can, it can be the only thing. It'll keep you alive. Just hate it. Yeah, um, but this uh, does appear to be a well a, a somewhat standard gemstone, though it's not natural. This isn't like a ruby that was pulled from the earth or something. Trushi, get out your scale. I find one of the best ways to know what something is just to know what it's worth. I will reach into my bag of holding, pull out my scale, and plop it on the table. As you put the gem on the thing, you can see that the, the, the scale quickly adjusts itself, the weight indicating about 580 gold pieces. But as you're looking at it, you can even see, you can watch it very slowly moving down. It's decreasing slowly as time passes. That's about a minute or so, it'd be down to like 579. So we're, we're talking like it is moving very, very, very slowly. slowly. But just, just visible as you're watching it, it would be decreasing. Hmm. Is possible for the magic to leave item? It is. Um, I mean, the value of gemstones fluctuates, but generally not that quickly. Uh, magic can leech from an item, but again, not that quickly. Not unless it was specifically designed or triggered to do so. Well, if the if the if the magic on the item is is actually providing a limited benefit, and at the end of the benefit time period then there's no more magic left, then that would explain why the value is, is slowly going down. I think we're asking the wrong question. How in the world did it get into your room? Yes, that'd be another part of the question. Well, if we put it back, then whoever forgot it would probably just come around and pick it up. I don't think anyone forgot this, buddy. I have a feeling this was rather intentional, although I can't for the life of me figure out why anyone would do it. Well, if we put it there, then uh, put it back there, then, uh, you know, we may... We could also go to magic shop and ask them to figure out what item is. We could go to the weapon shop while they go do magic things. Well, I have to be stepped by the temple. Perhaps they might have an idea. It's not a bad idea. Well, I'll take it with me. I have some <clears throat> kibitzing to do. Yes, I suppose actually we've uh, have quite a quite a, a bit to go on today. Uh, errands to run, uh, arsenals to stock, and then uh, a slaver's uh, warehouse to go kick in at the evening. I Sounds suppose about right. I shall go with uh, Roshin. Well, I'm going to keep Marshall around. If any, I'll let you know if any of those weird dogs show up. Right, I'll, so I'll keep an eye on Buddy. Keep him off the booze. So Buddy and Marshall are heading to the war cage. Roshin and Trishik are going to a temple further in town. Where are you going? Um, I'm going to go 
listen um, around and pretend to be different people, um, be invisible, and see what I can pick up about the Scarlet Triad. <laughs> pretend to be different people. You're talking to this one person. Hi, right, top of the morning to you. Turn over here. Got <laughs> <Yeah>. another <laughs> completely well, different person. I, I know enough languages <laughs> and I understand enough cultural traditions that I'm fairly confident I can pull off from being from any number of places. Fair enough. Uh, so, first, the pair of, of you head out into the streets. Uh, pair you for this back. Head out into the streets of Kentargo and back a little closer to the docks towards the war cage, uh, because the war cage is a place that is neat mm. where you get to go do cool weapon stuff. That's uh, not very far from your inn. I can bring us back over to the Maple region here via enough presses of the Alt and Tab button. There we go. I put some little markers on here. I know they're all just individual markers that don't have anything next to them. Because I can try to put text, but, like, this map is, is actually only so big, and it's not, like, blown up. I have to, like, rescale it, or the text is just, like, yeah. unreadable, mm. or it's huge. Uh, but this highest one up here is the tavern you're staying at. Okay. This one here is the war cage. So yeah. it's It's pretty close. easy wow, to see. Wow, war cage yeah. is big. It's real close. It, it, it's, it's really big. And Sunset, Sunset Imports is down here. Yeah, the War Cage is, is massive. It's a huge area. It takes up like about as much space as. Why do you think Marshall was Sunset, so happy when he found Sunset it? Sunset Imports. <laughs> so as you make your way down to it, Buford, you now would see this. Uh, its name is very obvious. It's surrounded by a fence of iron bars, horizontal and vertical, laced together. Too big to really keep anybody out, so more for ornamentation show. Uh, the interior of the area being largely open consisting of two massive covered areas, almost individual open markets themselves, uh, around a huge sandy pit, probably 50 feet across, with different kinds of dummies uh, and testing straw chops and stuff set around. And there's one single building at the far end across from the, the lone entrance to the gate, uh, where the war cage emblazoned in block text iron above the walkway, level with the height of this fence. And not too long after you would make your way inside, the Tengu would come skittering out uh, from behind, kind of hobbling his way back over from the distance. Uh, Ichabod here, making his appearance. Gotta do <laughs> As he, he comes over, and he looks and nods a few times to Marshall. <laughs> ah, yes, you have returned. Does he have, uh, like, is... Grinch fingers? Yeah, yes. it's got like feather hands yeah. as a tengu. Like the long, spindly fingers. Yeah, kind of, because they're like feathery. So he actually has like real, it actually is really Grinch fingers, actually, just huh. if you replace the hair with feathers. That's uh, creepy. That's, because that is tengu, very creepy. Tengu are like a spectrum. Some of them are more bird-like, some of them are less bird-like. And this tengu is pretty bird-like. Okay. He's got little crow feet. His uh, his fingers, if he even has like traditional fingers, extend out into uh, into like does he do Feather like one of these tufts. things when he walks? Is he bird shaped? He's, he's largely bird shaped. He's pretty hunched. His head appears <laughs> to come out the front of his shoulders than it does the top. He's like a big chicken. He has pretty a much. Large, like a crow. He's very black feathered and Maybe. black clawed. Chickens can have black feathers. <laughs> you really wanted to be a chicken. Ah, Marshall, yes. It is good to see that you have uh, not immediately absconded off from this deal. Have you had an opportunity to, well, test? That rune of yours. Not quite yet. However, I did bring something else. This here is my friend, Buddy. He's a, as you can tell, a bright and shiny sort that uh, admires the arms, if you know what I mean. He kind of struts over and looks 
up and down. You sure his head are the coolest Buford. looking guy I have ever seen. <laughs> you do me too proud, buddy or Buford. But you, I see, while your friend Marshall much a purveyor of large, and I mean very truly large weapons, <laughs> you bear this armor proudly and well. It is exceptionally fitted to you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> This is uh, this is fine work, yes, fine work. I uh, assume it is enchanted. Similarly, it's it's, it's potency, allowing it to to ride, nearly glide upon you as you wear it proudly in battle. But it, it shows sure does. <laughs> little scarring. And I, I just I just go over to the tanku. I'm just like, keep that up. You're gonna make him blush bright red, and then you gotta deal with his wife. <laughs> there is there are few sets of sets of armor that would be larger, more grandiose, or more solid than uh, than more traditional full plate that you wear here. Outside of dwarven makes, of course, uh, dwarven stone plate, uh, granite crafted, very heavy, very difficult to bear frequently for for human wielders. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Well, that sure is a large claim to make there. And I see you bear this this kite shield upon your back. It is also exceptional, very finely crafted. I sense there is more to it than is immediately apparent. Sure is actually. It's a quite quite shield here. It got some secrets in. So you carry yourself, I see now, as the bulwark uh, for Marshall here to swing his his big red from behind, from the protection. You sure this have got that right. your armor, much relatively lighter, save for your breastplate, sturdy, strong, adamantine, perhaps. Oh, yes. Oh, a rarity, a rarity indeed. I just try and get out of the way when the axe starts swinging so it doesn't accidentally lop my head off. Uh, a great concern with the veracity he swings that axe, as I have seen. So, uh, you introduce uh, your buddy here, and, you, and like he said, you do have this this huge market of arms and armor, all I'm kinds. Sure, of, we'd be out there just yeah, weapons from all kinds of different regions, yeah. esoteric blades and uh, pole arms that you've never seen anything even remotely like. Uh, some of them more functional, some of them more fantastic or showy. And, and as he said, not only can you test these out, uh, Ichabod is actually very, like, almost aggressive about you trying anything you show the slightest amount of interest in. That you take it out into the sand pits, you swing it around a bit, you slash through some dummies, you see how the weight feels. Yeah, refreshments the... coming, and we're, it's just a party. It starts a party going on. This is on. literally a playground for you Yeah, this I. sounds awesome. <laughs> It's a, it's a good place to be sure. But he deserves something nice, so I figured this was the best thing that Marshall this could is, offer. This would be awesome. So you two head out to the Church of Desna, mm. uh, where the, the the front doors and a massive white stone arc. It looks almost kind of similar to Dreamgate with the iconography embellished upon it. Uh, would be closed. There, you can see through them clearly. It's a pair of brass. Uh, barred gates that let you see through into the belly of the temple itself where it looks like much natural light is illuminating the area. It looks like the central atrium might not even have a roof at all. Uh, but you would be able to see some of the clergy moving around inside. And approaching this gateway, uh, an elven woman would pretty quickly make her way over with a smile to, to the gate and nod. Um, welcome, uh, of course, to the House of Dreams. May I be of assistance? Oh, yes, indeed. I suspect you've been expecting me. 
Oh, well, the fates have been twisted of recent, and they're more fickle than many would imagine. Ah, I'm terribly sorry to understand, to hear that. Uh, in that case, I'll uh, go and state my case, if you don't mind. Um, I'm interested in a couple of things, and I'm hoping that the, the, the Dreamin' Lady's acolytes could go and be of assistance. Um, in particular, I find myself in the business of hunting demons at the moment, and I'm hoping you could maybe have some magical support you could lend me. Uh, I could purchase some scrolls to carry some spells around. Uh, I'm a devoted of Milani, so I shouldn't have a trouble casting them. Oh, very worthy cause. Uh, truly a glorious pursuit. One blessed by many of the gods up on High Desna and many of her friends and sisters. Uh, please, and she would open the gate, which like, didn't appear to be locked or anything, she just kind of pulls it open and and motions for you to follow her inside to a very open area of worship where you can see some townsfolk, uh, some clergy like her, dressed up in pretty bright, brightly colored, but almost pale, like pastel robes of blues and purples and yellows. And she would lead you into a circular atrium, which in fact only has a ringed outcrop of ceiling, a central uh, part of it being left open entirely, not even mm-hmm. like a window or anything. It's kind of like how they have it in Breach Holes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. This would be kind of common for Desmond Temples, and what with being like dreams and the stars in space and stuff mm-hmm. sort of makes sense. Yep, it's not yep. a roof on the house. Uh, but as you step inside, uh, she directs you past that and off to a side to a attached archive, which looks more like a much more standard traditional library. Uh, sequestered in a room, lit by some lanterns hung across the walls and uh, helps you around. You just want the scroll of Banishment. Banishment. And uh, to identify the gemstone. Yeah, that bit comes later. But I want to buy the banishment yeah. scroll first because if they look at the stone and then they go, <gasps> you possess the cursed artifact, get out and never come back. I, I want to skip that part. Uh, yeah, the scroll of banishment would be easy enough for her to find and she would be able to sell for whatever I assume you've already. Yeah, it's 150 the, Whatever the market price of a scroll of banishment is. Probably want two just to be safe. Um, that's a lot of money. We don't have a lot in the common cash. I'm fine to get two if you guys are okay with it, but I don't want to blow all that money on it. I, I would say two is a safer bet. It is. Okay. I'm, I'm happy it, spending it. We I could think. always potentially use the second one later. Oh. Uh, so in that case, yes, I'll, I'll take two. Two. Yep, she could give you two. That's fine. It's a common scroll. It's not a problem. Uh, and after that, so with your tithings, which you would uh, take and place away into a safe box there in the archives itself. I must admit it's been some time since I've heard tell of anyone pursuing well, any kind of demonic influence around Kentargo. Hoped to believe maybe those times had passed and that the Silver Council had truly led us forth into a brighter future. Well, Although, at the very least, these seem to be illicit demons at this point. <laughs> well... Perhaps the same could be said of all of them that find their way here to the material plane. Certainly unwelcome. Uh, certainly, but uh, unfortunately uh, not entirely accurate. There's many earthly governments that seem to be perfectly willing to go and give them proper uh, proper positions within the hierarchies. Oh, we know full well. The Temple of the Night Sky has stood here long before Rahu Nell was the proud, independent nation it is, and we've, I, at least, have been within Kintargo since, well, since Thrun rule. But I feel that only reinforces my case. Though some may see otherwise, there is precious little good to be found in the services of demons, if any. It's so lovely to find someone of of a, of a like mind. I've been speaking with some a very nice young man. At least, please don't get me wrong, but he has some very peculiar ideas. He's from Dal, though. They're all a little bit uh, in the head over there. And you see here, I almost kind of wince a bit at a 
in the doll. Oh, yes, well, many here in Kentargo went subjected to the worst of Thruin rule. Uh, in fact, you would find that many who think the rebellion and following freedom were the darkest parts of their lives. Cheliax did keep the city largely peaceable. And a civil war does little to win the minds of the common folk. And there's always dark times when it comes to revolution. Milani um, is, uh, well, she's a harsh mistress. Indeed. One who I am sure would understand the sentiment and necessity of the, well, the end of Thruin rule in Castle Cantargo. I'm sure she'd applaud it. But did you wish, perhaps, uh, Milani's beliefs or worship are not too far from those we follow in the Temple of the Night Sky here? You are more than welcome to stay and worship either Desna, Milani, or uh, pursue any uh, religious beliefs you see fit within the sanctity of our walls, if it pleases you. Uh, it is a very fine offer, and I might take you up on it at some point. Uh, unfortunately, most of the communion and worshipping of Milani uh, does not take place inside temples, but takes place in the streets. The streets and fields of war, to my understanding, though I have admittedly not done as much study of her teachings. And you're a fortunate person. Uh, I hope you uh, have you keep it just that way and live a long and peaceful life. It's rare to find an acolyte so devoted to a god that seems to hold almost disdain for them. I wouldn't say it's disdain. It's more as though Milani has her place, and Milani's blessings are to be indulged in only as much as is necessary. Um, Indeed, uh, perhaps I'd feel better suited uh, to suit it, to serve in Desna, but uh, Lady Milani still has use for me and does not seem fit to let me go. Um, and as it is, her cause is, for the most part, in the right place. Uh, and honestly, since I have no choice in the matter, uh, it's either that or go and try to drink myself to death. And that would take an awful lot of drink. That sounds like you have a terribly interesting story to tell. But... All right, if we are through in the archives here, please, and she would motion back to the uh, the atrium. I did, of course, uh, wonder, I'm not sure if the archives is the proper place for it, but um, I'd recently come across uh, a peculiar stone. Uh, I've been only to manage to suss out the broader details about its nature, but I was wondering perhaps if uh, you might have someone here who might be able to figure something out about it. If it's magical in nature or bears strange markings, I may be able to take a look at it myself. I spend much of my time studying here in the archives when I'm not cleaning, pursuing my own worship, or you know, of tending to the flock. Well, make, make of it what you can. Uh, it seems to be atypical, though. Fair enough. And she'll present it. And uh, she'll take this kind of immediately with a look of surprise as to the sheer size of the thing. And uh, with her own casting of Detect Magic, just get a basic understanding of what it is. Well... You spoke true. This is a massive stone of some construction. There's certainly an aura to it, but a, a powerful one. Uh, you're right. So let me fetch one of the Elder Sisters and see what they think of this. Thank you. Uh, but please, if you'll wait for a moment in the atrium, and I wouldn't ask you to trust me with this, I'll return shortly. You're very kind. So she leads you back up, uh, closing the atrium door behind her. Not like locking it up or anything, but just keeping at least somewhat controlled, and then heads deeper into the temple and comes back with another 
elven woman who looks somewhat similar, with much darker flowing hair going all the way down past her waist, just loose and straight behind her. Uh, her robe, almost a pale off-white, almost looking like the color of the moon in the sky, drawn around her with some kind of ornate shoulders, the uh, the cloth extending outward almost to points. Hmm. Uh, very distinctive, very ornamental, very decorative. And she has a simple circlet of what looks almost like pearl and silver mixed, perched on her head with a simple mixture, very intricate design, uh, weaving forth to an image of a crescent moon uh, with a butterfly on its side flying out from it. Yeah, dressed to the nines, very fancy. And as she approaches, she doesn't look much older than the other woman, but, you Elf. know, elves. <laughs> uh, please, uh, my name is uh, Laufer. I've heard that you have an artifact you wish to, hopefully, that I can identify for you. Uh, Laufer, pleased to meet you. I'm Roisin. Uh, and yes, please, anything you can tell me would be very helpful. Of course, I'll do my best. Uh, and she'll present it. She takes it from you and looks it over, and then... Uh, just for a quick understanding, the first thing, cast tech magic again. <laughs> get, get the general look over. Other it. clerics like, yeah, I tried that, dumbass. <laughs> she looks. Uh, Please, if you will sit with me here in the shade from the morning sun, it is well, it's warming up again in the air, and this this may take me some few minutes to weave through. Of course. And uh, head over to a white wooden bench. And just kind of a circle of them around the center of the shape, around the outside of where the hole would be, one away from where the, the sun is facing. And uh, sits down and continues to pour over it with occasional cantrips, uh, pulling out a pair of different thin, small, only four or five inch little rods, one looking almost like a mini wand of a kind, uh, tapping it around without much visible response, the other one being seemingly of metal with a hollow circle at one end. You know, Trishik, she's certainly putting a big show on for this. It'd be really funny if she can't actually figure it out. It's not exact science for a understanding. It's uh, difficult. Many magic items exist. You cannot always know what something is based on face value. Well, that one in particular is actually rather strange, which is that's why I have to come here in the first place. Can I? Uh, after like ten minutes or so hmm. of uh, kind of just musing... Mouth almost moving like she's talking to herself, but not saying much of anything. Well, Roshin, you need this, uh, the fact that you need this identified tell, tells me that you came upon it in a peculiar way. And uh, she hands it back out to you. No, she'll take it. If you would share it, how did you come across this gemstone? Hmm. Seeing as how it might be important, uh, simply woke up with it. It was happened to be on the floor. That's... Certainly the expression pennies from heaven is one that's thrown around a bit, but rare is it ever so literal. Well, I suppose perhaps an unsurprising source, maybe, but concerning. I... I'm not completely positive. I, I may be mistaken. But that reinforces my belief. This 
Have you... How visibly a changeling is Rishin? If you know the signs, she is very visibly a changeling. She's got the, she's got the heterochroma yeah. eyes, she's got the pale skin, the wayfish figure, and the dark yeah. hair. So, so she she kind of looks up to your, your face, back and forth between your, your eyes. Yeah, for what it matters, stone was losing value slowly. I have a magic scale, and when stone put on scale, number was going down. And uh, as you're sitting there, she would reach out and like, kind of gently put a hand like on your knee. Machine. <laughs> I, well, I've only met you through this, and I feel this well, news, what this is, maybe something I wish I was, wasn't to bear for you, but... This is a night hag's heartstone. Hmm, a night hag's heartstone. Brought I... to me by a changeling, as it appeared to her in the middle of the night, unknown. I'm near certain that that's what it is. Can you remind Nick what a night hag's <laughs> heartstone is? <laughs> Roshin knows way more about it than I do. Well, when a night hag dies. So, no. Um, <laughs> when two it's night their hags you rip it out of the hate chest. each other Roshin very much. would definitely know that uh, night hags can invest a portion of their power and, in fact, almost need to invest their portion of their power into a creation of this manufactured gem called a heartstone. Uh, the gem itself is not, like, it's not mundane, it's not traditional, it's not something that was mined out of the earth, it was something that was created directly by whatever hag made it. And it stores a decent portion of her power and uh, beyond that of her, her actual being. Um, you would know that, like, if you had to fight a night hag, like, if you were trying to kill a night hag, if you could separate her from her heartstone, she would be dramatically weaker. Mm -hmm. So, like, just leaving it, she has willingly made herself incredibly vulnerable. Hmm. She can create another one, and in fact, the power in that heartstone will dissipate over time until it's just a mundane, unnatural gem that looks pretty. Mm. But that's its basically a soul stone. Huh. Does Roshin know the significance of leaving your heartstone to someone? Even as a changeling, even with hag lore, much of what hags do, how they operate in their machinations is not, like, common knowledge you can really gotcha. know. Make me a hag lore check. Sure. Hard to find. Perfectly fine. No, 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 no. no. Uh, it's, you uh, it's an 18. Huh? You have a thing. Uh, session reroll, sure. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little better. Uh, 24. Well, 24... You you probably definitely know a lot more about like how these work than most people just from your studies and you know your changeling, but you would have no real idea why a night hag would leave a heart like would willingly get rid of one. Everything you know about night hags 
It, this Hearthstone's like a lich's phylactery. Yeah. Like, they would not ever willingly get rid of it, much less just give it to somebody. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. So, Roshina, that news is going to furrow her brow and just kind of just think for a bit. Why on earth would a night hag leave me or Hearthstone? The only night hag even run into would be that. You've met a night hag. I have. Our meeting wasn't terribly pleasant. We did meet a few of them, actually. Uh, only one of them was a night hag. The other two are anus hags. Uh, we dealt. The, the, our meeting was violent. A full coven of them. Yes. Well, there's only one now. Well, there is slightly more to this, Roshin. This, this Hearthstone has a strange power. These, these gems are typically oh, crystal clear, looking almost like glass. Admittedly, I've I've never held one myself, but I have studied a great many things in my long life here, studying and dedicating myself to the temple. I've heard tales of some well, various different interactions of hauntings and covens, and not once has not, has a heartstone been colored at all. Hmm. And. This, I fear, carries something else within it. Some kind of enchantment. It's it's more than simply, well, simply a heartstone, perhaps, is not the correct phrase. But it's been modified in some way. Hmm. Now, about... Three, three hundred and fifty years ago, perhaps. I did help another changeling girl. She didn't have a heart stone, and she didn't bring me any object, but she came here seeking guidance. She didn't know where else to turn. She had started having dreams and feeling a pull uh, and to my research there's even a name for it a call hmm, i'm familiar have you experienced any strange uh, dreams hallucinations of course um i had a fairly vid one just last the night before right when this showed up in fact um but i'm no stranger to them in any case uh i've gotten fairly used to them to be honest The best I can give you, Roshin, is wisdom, perhaps, as far as I can tell it. Get rid of that stone. Get, either destroy it or cast it into the ocean. But I fear that if you keep hold of it, it may be a conduit or something of some kind, something that its creator can use that she can find. Hmm. And if it's another fight she wants. Hmm. I don't know much of the specifics of hag magic, but 
Even with conventional magic, it's difficult to precisely transport an object. She wouldn't have had to hand-deliver it herself, but I'm almost certain that someone would have. Perhaps a familiar of hers? That's possible, I suppose. It would be difficult for Spooky Horse to get into a hotel room, wouldn't it? I don't necessarily think so. Nightmares can run between dimensions easily enough. Running through a hotel wall shouldn't cause any difficulty. I feel like smoke would wake you up, though. If she had this heartstone on her person, she, too, would be able to pass between planes without much difficulty. I know more of the object than the hag themselves and what it's capable of. But I know their predominant purpose, well, beyond just maintaining a portion of her power, is to bind souls mm. to hold them almost as uh, a hag's hoard. It as could be soul in stone? Perhaps that is this extra enchantment, this, this strange addition that I'm detecting. It may be. Hmm. Perhaps. It's not impossible this is uh, a hag's attempt to reach out to you, perhaps? Hmm. Especially if, as you said, you fought her in her coven before. If it is that same hag. How long ago was this encounter? Oh, not terribly long ago. Maybe maybe a week, maybe if that. Four or five days, give or take. I don't see why she would wait. Well, it's possible she was gravely able... wounded. Uh, not, not entirely certain. The, uh, uh, it was difficult to see at the time, the nightmare she was riding. A lot of smoke. Uh, but it's also possible that it just took her a while to track us down. Uh... The place we met wasn't exactly accessible, as you might say. Well, I'm afraid there's precious little else I can tell you about the stone. As I'd said, I would advise with absolution that you be rid of it. If you can't destroy it, see to it that it's lost and ideally never found again by anyone. Mm. But either way... Its place is not here in the Temple of the Night Sky. Why well, I bought the scrolls first. Get out! Get out now! <laughs> Go! It's cars! Get out! <laughs> she's gonna I, show up here and eat all of us. Leave! She, she still has her hand down on her knee. Uh, Roshin, you are more than welcome to return to seek our guidance, to find yourself or anything else for, for any reason, even just for a moment of respite from a busy city. But please, do not return here with that stone. I appreciate you putting up with its presence and long enough for me to, to tell me about it. And she would take her hand back and nod. I do not imagine that after it has been brought here and remaining some extra minutes will make a difference in the fate's grand schemes. And I do truly wish to help you as I can. That changeling girl, when I was younger, that had come to me. We tried to help her. We took her in, 
I watched over her in her sleep, but she rested here even under the eyes of Desna herself. The butterflies could not keep her dreams at bay. And slowly she grew irritable and then irrational and, and simply left. Mm. I know not what happened to her beyond that, but it is rare that I am given a decent period of peace where I don't wish I'd done more for her. Well, I would at least try to comfort you knowing that the call is not always an easy thing to handle. And it's also possible perhaps she didn't entirely succumb to it. It's also possible she decided to strike out into the world and deal with it a different way. The stars have told me no plain truths about her fate. I've asked them many times. Well, fate rarely gives you a plain truth about anything, I think. That I can wholeheartedly agree upon. Roshin, if you feel any more of oh, any more of this, if these dreams, these nightmares persist, even after you've rid yourself of the stone, I worry that you'd had them prior, but I understand perhaps that is the nature of the changeling. Unfortunate as your lot in life may be, many changelings are never truly free from their mothers. This is unfortunately something that I've discovered as well. But, um, well, it's something you have to deal with. Um, and unless, of course, you decide not to deal with it, in which case it just gets worse. Well, I wish you the best in dealing with this however you see fit. I've given you a wisdom I can impart for Sheen, and you seem capable and fit. You can handle this as you believe is best. You certainly know much more of your own situation than I do. We've only just met. If I may take a few more minutes here, uh, please let me think on this. Of course. Um, and Roshin's gonna kind of sit um, in the middle of the uh, of the the grass under the open sky, uh, and she's going to go and just uh, open herself up to being receptive and just see if she maybe can get an omen about what keeping this stone over the next seven days would be like. Because this is like as close a connection to her changeling heritage as she's ever had. She's really loath to throw it away just kind of because fortune teller lady told her to throw it away. Um, even though that's probably the smart thing to do. <laughs> okay. So okay. Um, uh, I'm just going to cast a read omens and I'm going to see what I can come up with. We have the actual magic for this. Yeah, actually getting omens. It's going to come back imminent death run. <laughs> <laughs> it's like death in five, four, three. Oh, God. <laughs> so so I can focus here. Opening yourself, as you said. Yeah, and it's just a cryptic clue. Yep. Oh, thank you, do. Yeah, you're welcome. I was worried you wouldn't be able to read his handwriting or something. Oh, yeah, no. Oh, I can't read my handwriting. <laughs> okay, so. okay, I'll just make sure. You printed off No one can read Nick's handwriting. Give me a moment. I have, I've seen this, so that's why I was I mean, worried. I can kind of read it, but that's because no, I was can't. raised by doctors, so... <laughs> It's definitely better than my dad's. <laughs> That's the letter M. <laughs> I'm glad you picked out one of them. That's good. 
All right. Somebody handed me a cursive note the other day that looked like You would, uh, with this magic, this particularly powerful divination, receive a bit of understanding, whether it's a message from Milani herself or what it may be. Blood and fire lay forth on your path, drawn not from your sword, but born of wrath. Hmm. Okay. And not to herself. Um, and she'll uh, kind of... Uh, I'm not a god, so it's the best eye the GM could come up with. Yeah, it was pretty good. Notice. I liked it. I liked it. That was really good. That's French for throw it away, stupid. <laughs> is it? Is it, though? It sounded like... You can English. never trust the French. It sounds like it's a hand grenade. It's what it sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> um, an expensive hand grenade. If you hold up to your ear, you can hear a very faint... <laughs> <laughs> or, a, or a slight ticky noise. Yeah. Tick, 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 tick. Um, she'll nod. Well, uh, <laughs> um, Trusik, I think I'm done here. Thank you for coming along. Yes. It uh, proved to be interesting. Yeah, certainly so. It's sort of odd, though. Why would she just give it? She must have known I'd go and find out some more about it. She must have known I'd find out it's dangerous. Is possible invitation. Very odd invitation, though. Is a hig. I do not know what they do, but they're not normal. Well, this is true, but they have a sense of self-preservation, and they're able to understand that other people have a sense of self-preservation. What if she took it from other hig? What, one of the dead ones? Or yeah. another night hag, perhaps? Not sure. It's simply a way of extending favor. Not sort of favor. Although I suppose it would keep me healthy in the short term, as as much as I could figure out about it at least. Uh, I suppose I should discuss it with everyone else. It's likely we could just sell. It's certainly possible. If it is not near us, it is not our problem. <laughs> <laughs> the night hag can go find somebody else. <laughs> Move along, people. Move along. Remember, heroes. <laughs> Resume, as you're making your way through town doing your uh, business here, I'm trying to learn what you can about, from some of the various people of the city. Strike up some conversations, get some Scarlet Triad knowledge. So are you trying to do this via deception? Because it sounds like you're trying to do it via deception. Um, I am trying to do it um, via deception, yeah. Okay. So give me a deception check. You spend this day trying to get some information here. Um, let me caveat that by saying that there are going to be times when I'm literally just trying to use my force of personality and just being pretty and young and stupid to get information out of people, but okay. there are. Give me a deception. <laughs> Ooh, Ooh, I like that. Very nice. Uh, that's gonna be a thirty-five. So with a thirty-five, you would not learn a lot about uh, any Scarlet Triad, but you would hear here in a major city with a major port that does a lot of major trade, much more about the well, the Scarlet Triad that operates out of Catapesh. Uh, you would know that that is a group that goes far back and does have some trade with the city of Kentargo. It's a name that, like, larger-scale businessmen would recognize as they're just, well, a major consortium. But 
Nothing, it seems like. Uh, all they know is his surface details, what they are, where they hail from, and that they're old and well-respected in Katapesh, if, again, quite possibly, probably not even the same Scarlet Triad. What you do learn, however, now while you're looking around, is a uh, little tangential Scarlet Triad information, because you already know that they're operating out of Sunset Imports. And around the area where you're staying and around the docks, you can learn a pretty good amount about the goings-on of Sunset Imports, specifically. I was also very interested in that and in dropping that name to see what I can get of it. You would know that it's been run by the uh, Madrod family for decades. Uh, always been a pretty leading business in Kentargo, and you know most of its imports are from Arcadia, which is a place that probably exists, and that's what I know about it is the GM. They, they make arcade machines. Look with your special eyes, Derp. Find Arcadia. That's your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not your normal eyes. And they distributed they distributed those goods all throughout Sheliax as the Greater Empire. Uh, you would also learn that apparently they did much of their business with House Thrun directly uh, throughout the years that this was still just a part of Sheliax. And since Ravenel su- uh, seceded, business with House Thrun in Kentargo is... Not great. So in the last few years, Sunset Imports has declined pretty severely. Mm. They've had difficulty picking up that giant hole in their purse. And you would also hear uh, from uh, just a ship's captain, a merchant running... (laughs) I don't see it. It's a Running. continent west of Aslan. Oh, it's Thank a, you, oh, chat. it's a different. Co- that's why I don't recognize it all. It's way off to the west of that map. It's the Casmaron's that way. Arcadia's that way. Nerd. I didn't actually. I knew Casmaron. I had no idea that it kind of had a name other than as a continent that exists. So, uh, <laughs> I don't think it was named prior to second edition because before that it was the Inner Seas. That's vaguely Casmaron. There's also more to the planet. That was kind <laughs> of like the, that was the Galarian. The oh. Inner Seas, the Outer Seas. We didn't get a globe till the second edition core rulebook, so I think actually Arcadia. Tanja existed. Tanja existed. Yeah, we knew that's part of Casmaron. I'm pretty sure. I think so. Yeah. All right. That's east. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um. It existed. You would hear that uh, the Madrad <laughs> family understandably was less than happy about the rebellion that kind of drove Ravenel to independence. And that House Thrun has in fact directly cancelled all contracts with Sunset Imports. They don't do any business with them at all anymore. So that's like 80% of their income just gone. Civil word out of existence immediately. Um, They tried to fill that in with deals with the Silver Council but they weren't interested and they have been very desperately struggling uh, the current owner of Sunset Imports, Surya Madrad named from the Cape who runs the place has tried a decent litany of expansions upon the import business she did before from running a theatrical banquet or sponsoring them to uh Almost changing her business model entirely, but nothing's really caught. She kind of still acts much like a Chalaxian aristocrat. It's very old-fashioned. It's very out of what the city of Kentargo wants now. And this particular captain does not really believe they're long for this world. Interesting. Hmm. Well, uh, 
thank you. That is very interesting. <sighs> Coming to a new city is always so disorienting, not knowing who anybody is and hearing all these things and not being able to put them into context. And as you're moving around uh, through the city, kind of learning all this stuff, you would notice as you walk by, just kind of, I mean, you would end up passing vaguely near Sunset and Porsche's because it's got a pretty central location in the docks. Uh, the front doors to it during the day are just open. It's still running. The showroom still appears to be just totally open to the public. It's still... Sure, totally I'll go cool. in. And so she pokes her head inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you wanted it so bad, I had to give it to you, man. You looked at me like a kid at, on Christmas morning. Like, Mom, where are the cookies and milk from Hey, Santa? you know, the two people who... Uh, the Crimson Triad might actually recognize. recognize yeah. <laughs> mm. I thoughts. wonder if the squishy one who has no way of really doing anything except getting She is a wand of dimension door. Yeah, she can leave. She I can have leave. the actual spell leave. dimension door. Yeah, she can also just cast it regularly. Uh, like, she literally juked a demon before, so... He followed. <laughs> yeah, but she juked him eventually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would head in to see a much more well-lit show floor than what she could see in the other day. Uh, goods on display, and uh, as a matter of fact, as you enter the area... A brand new cash register. Brand new <laughs> cash register. <laughs> there would be no cash register. Um, All kids do about cash register. <laughs> I'm surprised they wouldn't have, like, a spare just... Oh, no, the cash register's been stolen. Good thing I have my spare cash register. <laughs> I mean, if Stupid it, like, breaks idiot. down or something, they, they, they stole the decoy cash register. <laughs> <laughs> the real but, uh, one was in a hidden compartment. The, the shop counter would just be there, and uh, as you were entering the door... You would hear some faint music, string music, emanating from the mandolin on the northern side of the room that as it floats over this little block that he'd seen, the strings actually appear to pluck and play themselves. Oh, that's cool. So there's some calm, peaceful mandolin melodies drifting through the area, exquisite rugs in all kinds of geometric fashions across the floor. Uh, you can see that much of the decor and decorations around the area for sale are carved of either a strange near white wood or that salt and pepper marble uh, that, that, well, the granite that looks almost like marble that he had seen uh, of some statues and some creations in the back. Uh, a woman is kind of leaning against the shop's counter inside, dressed in what is, I would say, chelish high fantasy adjacent. It's more modern. It's much more colorful. Uh, the predominant color of her gown, a bright turquoise blue, but it has almost a gold kind of frilled collar coming up around it and a very, very thin veil drawn over her head uh, around some bunched up dark hair and a very well-maintained bun perched on the back of her head. And she looks definitely a bit darker than most people you'd find in Cheliax and the doll. And as she notices you coming into the door, uh, she, almost looking kind of annoyed, writes herself and comes around the counter uh, to approach you. Uh, pardon me, are you lost? I am Lady Surya Madraz, the owner of this establishment, and uh, I assure you there's little here to interest someone of your pedigree. I I fear I might be lost, actually. I'm new to the city, and 
to tell you the truth, I'm... If I can direct you to a great many inns and taverns with the concierges may be perfectly happy to assist you around, but uh, this this store... Uh, we have nothing here for you, I'm sorry. Oh, but it looks so pretty. It's one of the nicest things I've seen as I've been through the city so far. Yes, well, feel free to take your looks from outside the doors, perhaps, but I would, would prefer to leave my showroom free for legitimate clientele. Now, please. Really? How? What an interesting sales tactic. First time Resume's ever been thrown out of anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I have simply learned in my years of running this business that it is not worth wasting my time on common rebels with no intent to spend, nor the purse to, to match. Okay. <laughs> um, Resme will look down her nose at her and raise an eyebrow. You would be a, a bit taller than her. She's no. like 5'7", maybe. She's not, not even less. She's, she's not a very tall woman. And she's it is pretty lithe and slender. It is rare that I'm so ably insulted. Uh, your name, please, so that I can inform my family who has so ably insulted me. As I said, Lady Saria Madrod, please take whatever names you wish back to your mongrel family and do what, whatever it is common folk do. Now, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> what are you rolling? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> to not set her on fire. Well, I should pick out their eyes. <laughs> I'm going to say that's DC 42. Roll me a first <laughs> Roll me a perception check. Why are you talking to her here? Uh, 17. Yeah, blinded by like, fury. Blinded by rage. <laughs> yeah. uh, as you, as you, you look around the room here, I mean, like, it doesn't look like it's pretty, it's very high end. Uh, Trishik, if you described the, like, level, they have business, fancy stuff. the general bougie-ness, it is yeah, no, it's, definitely it's luxury. Uh, and Fine. But it's not like it's, Spell card, it's not spell card. Busy. It's not like they're gonna get people in and out of here constantly. So and she's no. literally leaning on the counter just into reading something All right. that came in. So I'm not gonna say anything else. I'm gonna walk out. <laughs> I'm gonna walk to some place where she cannot see me at all. Fab. <laughs> um right in that open front door too. I'm gonna cast prying eye, and I'm gonna send the prying eye that is invisible back in there, and I'm going to stand quite far away, and I am going to watch and see what she does after I leave. Okay. Okay. Because it's invisible. She can't see it. So you leave, you, you walk yourself some distance, and well, it's invisible. It's like... Yeah, I know. Like, it's... You can see it, but you'd have to, like, she'd have to be looking for it. Yeah. She's not just going to notice it unless she's secretly a 20th level wizard, in which case yeah. you have much larger problems. Much larger <laughs> problems. You cast Fireball, she's like... Really? really? <laughs> That's cute. <Dead>. That <laughs> but uh, Power word fireball. As your little eyeball <laughs> sails to the docks districts here and uh, back into the showroom, you can see that Surya has gone back to her counter. Vectu leaning against it and has picked back up 
whatever it is she's reading. What is she reading? Uh, it would just be some just was random it, novel. Was it a romance novel? Was that I did I interrupt her at a really good time? Because that's actually like a good explanation for being grumpy. Do you want it to be a romance novel? Sure. It's a romance novel. Awesome. Uh, just some generic, just like <laughs> you know, literature that exists. Well, I mean, at least and, I can read something while I'm waiting for. And if she, she can read it over her shoulder. <laughs> She's, she's sitting here uh, reading uh, reading through it. She th- keeps uh, occasionally glancing towards the doorway, uh, towards the front door every now and then. Uh, which, how long are you watching it for? How long oh. crying eye last? Days. And I think it's, it's, it's sustained. sustained. It's sustained. It lasts until I do. Uh, and I'm not, I am going to, I want to, like, she has inspired vengeance. on the Paizo channel? <laughs> what? Oh, last long as I do. Ah. But uh, as you, as you watch her, you see that as she keeps throwing these kind of glances towards the door. After a couple more minutes, she does eventually stop and goes back to just not paying any attention, just sitting there reading through this. Uh, she was looking for you to come back in and buy something. <laughs> <laughs> and she flips through it for. <laughs> Five minutes or so before she closes the book and uh, puts it down underneath the counter uh, next to where the cash register would be. Uh, and then she grabs a fine pile of uh, some like, thick, rugged, but fluffy linens and just starts cleaning off the counter in front of the area and walking around and just tidying up the place, not doing much of anything. Imagine and how annoyed is, you would be if you went an entire week with no sales and then got robbed. <laughs> it's not a good day. <laughs> It'd be unfortunate if someone would rob the place. So as a, yeah, as unfortunate if there you, were a fireball. <laughs> she spends the next 20, 30 minutes tidying up things, but she gets uh, works her way over to cleaning off the granite stand for that weird automatic playing mandolin. Just kind of stands in front of it and just looks at it for a minute. Just sort of listening to it, just almost vacantly staring at it. But she kind of sighs and takes a cloth and goes back, continuing, tidying up around. Walks another couple of steps and just kind of folds the cloth between her two clenched hands. And just staring down into the just the corner of the room. The bottom of a well-appointed, plush couch sitting in the corner on display. Just doing nothing for a minute or so. She kind of squeezes her eyes closed, takes a deep breath, and just continues tidying up. We all know Um, that. That look. I'm gonna send the eye. Um, Trishik kind of described where he was. I'm going to see if I can see what he saw. I'm going to send the it eye. It doesn't say there's any way, like, there's, there's no way back there it's not doors. So there's no, like, openings that the eye yeah, could, like could go through. Yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, it's basically a flying class eyeball, pretty much. Okay. So My description doing. would give you the main room, the windows above the main room, the okay. thin hallway, and the big iron doors to the warehouse, and that small room that I didn't open. Okay. Um, but obviously you wouldn't doors see everywhere. even flying it around... Sunset Imports, you wouldn't see any way to get it into anything but the showroom. Nothing else is open. Okay. Um, and she doesn't do anything else but just clean. 
Well, she ends up cleaning for a good, uh, in total, 45 minutes or so, just working way around, making sure everything is as spotless as it can be before she folds the cloth uh, back up and uh, just sets it back underneath the counter and uh, picks her book back up and just goes back to reading. Interesting. Uh, you can watch her for a full hour to do absolutely nothing and just kind of stand there. After an hour, you would see another somebody poke their head in. Uh, a man with his daughter. Looks like he might be a sailor or a shiphand of some kind who comes in. And uh, she like almost does a double take, puts her book down and heads up. And says exactly the same thing. Oh, then me, sir. You lost... I'm Lady Saria Madrod, the owner of this establishment, and I assure you there is little here of interest to anyone of your, looks him up and down, pedigree. And uh, huh. with a kind of sour look on his face, the guy just turns his daughter around and leaves. She kind of sighs and heads back to the counter and just continues reading her book. But she says word for word yeah, exactly it's, the same it, thing. It's she scripted. She's... She doesn't want anyone in here. Okay. Um, that's pretty much what I needed to know. Um, I'm gonna leave. Okay. Oh, dismiss your eye, dismiss I guess. My You've eye. already left. You're already gone. You're just hanging yeah. out in a corner somewhere, staring into infinity as you magically <laughs> manipulate a glass eye into the streets of the city. <laughs> People are like, who's this crazy shit? Wigged okay. out on something. Just don't, just don't bother. <laughs> don't look at it. <laughs> I think you never touch them when they're I like I think that. there's something in the water. You know, see flaming dogs. You chew too much flay leaf, I guess. <laughs> Squids in his mind palace. Um, All the pizza he could ever want. I'll uh, I'll head back uh, to the inn to meet up with everybody else. So after a few hours around town playing in the workage, having a good time getting some scrolls of banishment, identifying a night hag's heartstone, spying the group of you early in the afternoon would reconvene not far from the Helubilis Inn and possibly even inside in the commons area because it's luncheon time mm -hmm. I'm so lunch ready for lunch where everybody could I mean you guys just kind of had fun you two have news to share with the party, perhaps. Are you telling them about this? I mean, Trishik was there. It's like, Trishik knows. It's not like it's a personal, close secret. It's not, really. No, I mean, Trishik was totally anything. there. But yeah, no, Trishik is fairly circumspect. Um, You know the symbol on my arm. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. She probably does recognize it. Um, Y'all want some Norgarver? <laughs> I suppose I'd, dis I I'd discuss it. Yeah, Roshin will discuss it. She's not going to go and keep this. Yeah, she'll bring it up. I, I guess we're all around a mm -hmm. table. Yeah. Um, much like this table. Much like this table. Well, I was able to find out some things. Um, first off, the scrolls of banishment, we've got them. I'll go ahead and see perhaps if we can uh, get that demon out of here uh, without uh, nearly as much trouble as the last time. We had a little trouble last time. I can imagine as much. Put up quite a fight. Um, secondly, about this. Um, Apparently, this is uh, what's called the Heartstone of a Night Hag. Uh, it's a. Uh, While you're talking, I'm going to get my scale out and put it on there, see if it's changed. Some it's more. gone down to probably about like 500 now. Like, you've, since then, a couple hours that have passed, it's sunk about 175, 75 or so gold. This, uh, this particular uh, thing, 
Uh, it's a heart stag of a night, heart stone of a night hag. Almost holds their soul, in fact. Um, it's a very, it's a big thing to give up. A night hag wouldn't have done it, uh, unless there's some ulterior motive. But in particular, it seems as though there's, uh, there's something else about it. Uh, even uh, the clerics of Desna weren't able to figure it out exactly. Marshall kind of nudges and goes, uh, Mayor. Please go ahead. What do your dwarven senses tell you? <clears throat> tell me. Answer me a couple questions first. If I remember you telling me about changelings, they're basically the baby form of a hag before they become a hag, correct? It is one possible eventual fate that might await me. Well, Marshall, if I recall, now, now, hear me out, hear me out. Marshall, do you have a death wish? I'm <laughs> Takes another sip of his beer. Whiskey, please. <laughs> no, no, seriously, hear me out. And you just found this in your bedroom last night. I suspect it was left for me by that night hag that we went and uh, kicked in her coven. Well, if this is something important, like, you know, say, for example, me me wine from my dad's cellar, or, you know, my axe. This could be a, I don't know, might be a thing with your legacy. Like someone's trying to pass something on to you. Indeed, yes, that's uh, uh, some, the thought that crossed my mind. That's that's my theory. I'm not trying to insult you, last, but I'm just saying, it's, it makes sense. It has, a, it has, a, it has entered my mind, actually. Um, well, not that I was looking at a different theory, but why, why was the number, why does the number keep changing on the scale? The power, it's its a temporary thing. It'll go away soon. So we should just, mm. All right. From the, uh, <laughs> the thought it crossed my mind. <laughs> We're going to the store! <laughs> From the uh, clerics of Desna. They say. Start talking faster, though. If you're <laughs> that uh, longer stone is away from Hig, the less power it mm. uh, drains. And the Hags can make a new one later. Mm. Um, well. It's a connection, perhaps. As Marsha says, it might be something that I could learn from it. But Why is would somebody where... who doesn't like you give you power that doesn't have something in it to try to one-up you. Again, my concern, exactly. In fact, the the omens don't bode well for me carrying this. I say we, See I it. say I dispel it and we smash it. Oh, dispel it, you think you can dispel the power of a night hag? That's possible. I'd be interested to see if you could manage it. Well, that's, that's, that's a, you can't just it's say that. It's a dare. That. It's totally a dare, that. yes. You oh think my you god, let's do it. <laughs> so, but it ain't no Oh like... my god, Rasheen. Rasheen, did you just oh, throw no, you that didn't. down? You can't, you can't just do that. But if it does Jump. have some, like, sentimental reason or nothing, like, we're not going to be, I don't know, casting out some familial, like, call to war or nothing. Well, that, that generally changelings don't have the best relationship with their parents. Uh, I feel like this is kind of a significant... I mean, Roisin, the only family thoughts. that matters to you is in this room right now. Your mom does not want anything good to do with you, and you don't want to go down that path. You're you just saying me. that because you want to dispel it. I'm saying that because <laughs> I really care about you, and I don't want to see you become something you're not. 
Uh, trust me, I understand. Like I said, I'm carrying me, me dad's legacy with his rage. I just turned it into something useful for good. It just turns me into a giant. Just happens. I thought there was it something going to be after that, but it was just giant. It's <laughs> the end of it. I mean, that's the best way I can describe it. I don't have any fancy words like, you know, our little sorceress here. Mm. At the very least. But I understand legacy. If this thing does wind up causing... I'd like to keep it, if for no other reason than to learn more about it, but it could be dangerous, and it's not right for me to keep it and not talk with you all about it. Well, it's up to you. I, I mean, it's your, your family. I, we can't do anything to stop it, and we'll keep an eye out in case you go all crazy or whatnot. That's very kind of you to say so, but... I'll chirp you with his whip if you start losing your mind. Don't <laughs> I've got my whip out. Yeah, I've got my whip out. You know, it's, it's had good luck. I'm free! <laughs> oh, speaking of which, I put, I set my AL down and I start funneling my mind. I almost forgot. Since we're all finally about together, I start pulling out a little sack and I just roll it out and you see these five beautifully crafted leather-handled knives. Granted, it's leather made from the fire drake. Drake hide, right? Yeah, the drake hide. I uh, did a little special project for us, and I started oh, handing them out. How so these are beautiful. beautiful. I had the man crafted by one of the local smiths, and uh, the signet on there is the dwarven rune for family. Oh. Since you guys are basically my new family now, I figured I had a little something they're, to partake. They're beautiful. Marshall, these you. are beautiful. Thank you. Uh, I may be a, a heathen, but you know, I got a little bit of a heart. Not as big as that stone, but it's a heart. <laughs> are clan daggers special in any way, like design-wise? Yes, they not only is the rune, but it's the the way I described the blade, how he should make it. Even like the blacksmith was like, okay, that's different, but you're a dwarf. I'll take your word seriously. So it has like a unique shape and sheen to it. And like, it's one of those things like, oh, you could like, you know, smash it on a rock and it'll just stay sharp for like almost ever. They're like, uh, they're much wider bladed yes. than a traditional dagger. Is uh, it's, more, I mean, you could use it as a weapon. It's it's almost more ornamental. Yeah, it's more of a. It's a. Uh, it's actually slashing instead of piercing. You can even it's a vers. They're versatile bludgeoning, bludgeoning, right? Yeah, yeah. Can, they're wide enough. You can just beat people with them. <laughs> yeah, perfectly effective. It's the only like, versatile bludgeoning. Yeah, thing they that are. Exists. They are like fat bladed knives. Like yeah. it's it's pretty. It's girthy. Rasheen, that's a legacy. Just keep it close to you, no matter where we are. That's a reminder to all of us that we got each other's backs. That's how we do it in the dwarf. Marshall, it's beautiful. Thank you. It's a wonderful sentiment. To family. To family. To family. <laughs> you did it, guys. You actually did the thing. You're the best. So can I? And then we got these glass mugs for a reason. <laughs> Can I blow up the rock now? But it's a very interest. <laughs> I'm actually very interested to see if you can. Give it a shot. Let's see what happens. I am going to step away. <laughs> we're, we're, right. we're just all behind, you know, your shield just huddled yeah. behind. <laughs> What's a level of dispel magic you can do? Oh, maximum. Fifth level. Yes. Oh, God. Big boy magic. It occurs to me, you might not spend all the magic uh, right before we start kicking in the door someplace. This is honor. Proceed. I don't like that you want to hurt my friend. 
You stupid you rock. You stupid rock. <laughs> Be gone, stone. Um, when she came. She'll start um, uh, chanting and intoning um, words that no one really understands. Um, and she'll... She's making them up. She'll eventually <laughs> intone out, Nola Davides. And she'll kind of say it um, over and over again. And then a pulse of magic um, will cast out from her and uh, into the stone. Had to half cast that one for a couple minutes. Yeah, I'm learning from this guy. <laughs> All right. Give me that to uh, spell roll. That's gonna be one of these hero point thingies. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Thank you. You gotta, you gotta win at this. Kyrie JCB. I'm Again, winning. I'm winning. Really <gasps> buddy shield. Did you see the nat 20? <laughs> I don't see it. It's behind the corner. I have a GM oh, I do oh, see that it. Is in fact a it, 20. It is a 20. The nat 20? Of Kyrie JCB. Do you know every time I've spent a Kyrie JCB hero point, actually, I've rolled a nat twenty. Definitely come up before, yeah. That is actually Kyrie JCB is like broken points. It's broken. So, as you pull the magic out of this, what very minor, like it's not visibly glowing. It's just if you put it in a place that's dark, it's maybe a little easier to see. It's almost glow in the dark more than it is actually glowing. But the color of the stone kind of fades a bit from being a dark red to a lighter, almost pinkish tint through as the magic hits it. It becomes more clear, less opaque, more like you could, I mean, it's rugged and difficult, but you could see the table through it as the spell completes. Uh, it seems like it has certainly changed. I think it looks a bit more like what the heart stunts normally look like. Put it back on the scale. Yeah, you put it back on the scale. Uh, the needle drops down to about 200. Guy! <laughs> I thought Buddy didn't care about money. Well, um... That, then he, that's because he didn't have any. <laughs> oh, I live a nice, simple life, and I don't need no coin gets coin. You know what? This is actually pretty cool. What if we, uh, you know, got a lot more of this real fast? Well, uh, recast paid. Detect Magic on it. Uh... It would not stronger. It, it would not <laughs> register as magical anyway. It's still a big unnatural gemstone. It's a completely mundane. Uh, it's it is kind of a gem. Uh, it, it's unnatural. It's it's more like a hunk of colored glass, though. Uh, I, it does still maintain like it, it's much harder. It is a stone. Uh, so I mean, uh, an actual like ruby of this size would be worth thousands of gold pieces at least. But it's still, just for its size and uniqueness, it's still retains some value. But is a fancy hunk of stained glass. Whatever it is now, it's gone. And that's learned plenty about that myself then. Well, hold on to this then. <sighs> that was interesting. That was interesting. As I'm crouching from around Buddy Shield, did you blow up yet? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies don't blow up, we implode. <laughs> exact representation. Okay. <laughs> I feel better now. I'm glad you feel better. And uh that was good. I learned a bit about it myself. Still worth something. 
It was a good lesson learned by Buford. <laughs> Buford, I'll buy you. You can finish my whiskey if you'd like. <laughs> the soul is leaving his body. <laughs> I didn't even know how to read those numbers. They are so big. <laughs> it was more than 10. Oh. I take it you've handled the finances up until this point. I don't have any of the money, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? I don't even have a purse for people to steal. Look, it's not that I don't... I trust Trushik. And if he wanted to handle the money, I would totally let him. But He's a real good guy, you know? I after Dalrin, Dalrin was the one who handled the money, so it kind of just passed to me. Mm. Buddy can't add. I, <laughs> I can sometimes. I am good at acquiring funds. I am not the one who keeps track of them. I had the employee for it. In this case, I am employee who get money and boss keep the funding. Can I be really honest? Severin's actually the financial genius of the two of us. Uh, so perhaps we are I run feel by like our, our finances need a better home. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> well, with that learned, so you prepare for our uh, sojourn this evening? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right. Uh, I haven't broken well. any laws in at least a couple of days. I don't feel like that's so true you, at all. Uh, <laughs> You haven't uh, you haven't yet shared your experience. With oh yeah, the, uh, that's right. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, so I found. I want to call her Selena Guile. I don't know why. What is that her actual name? Saria Madrad. Thank you. Saria I, probably, but I can't read. I found Saria Madrad. She does indeed work there. She is alive. But she was acting most peculiarly. She turned away both me and uh, another customer, and she used the exact same words, like verbatim, and then just spent the rest of the time being grumpy, reading a really bad romance novel. I mean, really bad. Like, even for the genre, it was unacceptable. And then she spent the rest of the time cleaning. I mean, from what I could tell from the uh, ledgers, Perhaps the slave trade has not been going so well recently. Or more likely, uh, she's just trying to operate. She's closing the store down and just having it operate as a front. I'm wondering whether or not she's not under some duress. Uh, she probably wishes she didn't have to go and result, resort to such a thing. Glory uh, days being what they were. You probably found her on bed day. She was just robbed. That's the poor woman. I what could have happened? Being robbed is one thing, and I can understand her being not so happy about it. But the same scripted words, that's well, I mean, not every natural. every time I've been kicked out of a bar over at uh, Wizard's Grace, they normally said almost the exact same thing every time. I don't feel like that's strange. <laughs> Buddy, how many words do you know? <laughs> a lot of words. I, I believe that what Resme is trying to say is that the, the shop is a full front. You cannot walk indoor and do business. Exactly. Hmm. Well, I don't know. If you walked in with a bunch of coins piling out of your pocket, you may be able to. I have you have seen me? I Resume, Resume cuts quite a, an aristocratic air. But what if I walk in the room with a bag full of, uh, say, about uh, 1,200 gold worth of valuables asking for a uh, purchase? Oh, what's the sex? I almost <laughs> forgot. I might be able to contribute. I almost forgot. I was going to save this for later. I fold out a very uh, well-wrapped uh, package and I hand it to Trushik. Man, that's for you. 
That way you can flaunt your stuff and uh, maybe get away with uh, fooling the people about being your fancy richy folks. So I reckon I'll open up the packaging and inside I will find the, the jacket, right? The uh, the uh, the red drake suit. Yeah. Double-breasted the, the very oh, finely yeah. tailored suit. <laughs> and on the patch you see like finely written, like almost <laughs> more fancy than you could probably have the dwarven room that says the boss. That basically dwarven room <laughs> for the boss. <laughs> Perhaps I should just wear this from now on and move the magic from my arm to this. You're gonna look like a mid-level World of Warcraft character. You got this green and gold cloak. You got this red, like, Drake scale jacket. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. You can't wear that without putting on the Ritz in the background. I would definitely. Oh, wait, I just walking cane to go with it. I would definitely want to move my well, runes over to the red suit, though. <laughs> I just figured I'm like, you know what? He's a fancy like mob boss type guy. He's like, I got a lot it's the of the Christmas lizard. <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? And, and remember, Marshall acknowledges him as like the, the the crime boss in in our room. So I was like, you know what? Might as well look the part. Here you go. This is not a zoot suit. <laughs> Santa Claus. <laughs> well, um, sorry. With that. Uh, with that, Trisha, you can... Thank you, Arcata! Santa Claus! Santa Claus. <laughs> Maybe you could use that to, you know, disguise yourself, sneak in and be like... Were you, oh, uh, yeah, were disguise. Were you wanting to, to do that? Like, you want to take the sack and go <laughs> sunset? I'm to give you well, the sack first. Well, I feel first, like but... we should... I mean, there's if there's people all chained up, like you say, I think we may want to just go and guns blazing. Although well, without guns, because we don't have any guns. My plan is to get Crossbow's into... Uh, my plan is to get into door. And, uh, well, we can just walk through the door, can't we? But if you wait nearby outside, and I go in and lower God, and, and then wait what? for the right moment. And then we do the moment. same thing, right? Well, are suggesting that we do this in the middle of the day yeah. instead of the nighttime? Yes. That's genius. I feel like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> that's an awesome idea. What if loud noise and stuff, and other people and innocents but walk in? And I was about to say, what is subtlety? Like, let's be honest. Are there any innocents <laughs> that are going to walk into a warehouse, especially when the shop owner yeah, is going and turning people away? There's clanging around, there's screams and yellings and hollerings and magic going, and the cops run in, and the town guard runs in, they get hit in the crossfire, and their wives and children are there crying at their door, and we have to walk in. You have a very like, vivid imagination, don't you? Well, yeah, sometimes. Uh, well, the plan is I, Lord God, go in back with Lady, and then Marshall come in, break down big weekend door, and we all simply go in, and when God's come, we, we just, have the slavers. Why don't we just do this in the first place and just walk in like all of us? <laughs> because if I can potentially lower her guard and get her unaware... I don't see what that'll make a difference, though. Well, I, I suppose if, if the question is being this, uh, if we walk in there... And are we just thinking of walking in the front door and just walking through it? Because isn't there a back door or something? Didn't I mean, I understand like, you. I, I understand you, it, you, it, it was easier for us to go through the warehouse in, uh, at night when you had scouted it out. But in the daytime, it might be better to go in a more subtle way. Is there a back door we could go into? There are doors on every wall. It could be more convenient then. Uh, with her turning away people at the front uh, and it having a bad reputation, it sounds like, from what Resume's talking about, then... Perhaps then it might simply be easier for us to just well, go in the back. If you would like, I can get us inside door again. Is no problem. And they go straight to in the warehouse. That sounds ideal. I mean, oh. we could go. I mean, it, it wouldn't sounds... be a terrible idea to go in there, though. I don't know. I will need a cover. 
to unlock the door. It will take about uh, 15 to 30 seconds. I could start a fire. I do not need fire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I need, it's a distraction. I need to simply men to stand between me and the... Well, that's what I normally I'm going to say I have someone perfectly suited for yeah. it. <laughs> Actually, we have two men perfectly suited for it. <laughs> I draw a lot of attention. So we got one that's anybody... loud, and we got one got that's shiny, so that, there you go. He's taller with the hat on, and then <laughs> you're very broad. It'd be perfect. I am a dwarf. What are you talking about? <laughs> Any kind of decent distraction, people stand between me and the crowds, anything to give me enough cover to walk. So we're going door. a day or night? I think we can do this in the middle of the daytime. It seems. Yeah, daytime. I can totally create a distraction. And no fireball. I'm, no fires. I, I, I promise, no fires. I can still create a distraction. Please let me well, do it. Honestly, it's a busy day outside. I don't think there's a really reason need, for yeah. a distraction, per se. I know you really want to create a distraction. I let you dispel the rock. Aren't you happy with that? <laughs> <laughs> you already had your way with that. Give it to another day, perhaps. So then you can go ahead and have your way with something else. We can blow something else or create a distraction. You'd be very happy. I get my way more than once a day. That's, that's not the rule. <laughs> so, <laughs> it sounds like what we're going to be doing, the group of us, is heading down to Sunset Imports right now. While people are about, there's Planes. a lot of hustle and bustle and uh, cargo movement and shipping happening, a lot of noise. <laughs> Sunrise imports. If there's a lot of noise, it's the perfect cover for yeah. there to be a small battle in the middle of a crowded warehouse. And I'll bet you no one's going to be moving stuff out of this warehouse. Mm-hmm. Not if I set it on fire. Nope. Not if I have no business. It's sad when the barbarian <laughs> has to tell you to behave. <laughs> <laughs> I think... barbarian, just, just calm down. <laughs> I think here, now that it seems like we have come to a plan on the eve of our door kicking in and sword slinging and fireball flinging. <laughs> it's a perfectly good place to stop this. Yep. Because that means we come back next week for another episode, we're going to be heading right in to Sunset Imports. Some way. I don't know that we're entirely fully decided on what exactly it is we're doing when we get there. We have like three ways to do it. We can decide. You have a litany of options. You can do so. You got so much room for activities. Break a window because we can. 50, huh? we yeah, have, break we a have window a... to 20 feet off the ground because, like, why not? Just, you know. We have a week to figure we're it out. We're doing so. it. It's heroic. We're the heroes. Yeah, that's yep. how that works. Squids are playing way too much Day of Sacks. That's the yeah. problem. Everybody's on the roof. Nobody Every building has three ways inside. <laughs> Phantasmal killer. I don't think um, that opens what? doors. Her. <laughs> and we're murder. The hey, you. Dead. <laughs> anyway, how are we getting to the warehouse? <laughs> now there's a distraction. The guards will be investigating the murder in the front while we go in the back. <laughs> They'll never think to open the a, door. We have a Karen situation. Mega fire. <laughs> Five head tactics planning here. If it works. If it but, works. But what if it works, but guys? But what if it is for pyromaniacs? Chats, <sighs> those of you guys hanging out here, thank you for coming by. Hope you're enjoying our shenanigans. Whatever it is that we're doing we do. with the Age of Ashes. Welcome back, Brent. Aren't you so glad? We did are. you see how much you missed? I yes. did miss a lot. I, I definitely missed you because <laughs> the best I'm taking ever. all those hits for you. That's going to be it for us today. We will be back next week, 2 p.m. Eastern time, same place right here, twitch.tv slash official If you want more of the Two Perception Pathfinder show, 
Uh, we do have the Extinction <laughs> Curse running on Mondays. Starts a little bit later, 4 p.m. It's over my personal channel, twitch.tv slash squidish. You can just click on this nice uh, yellow name here in the chat with the heart and the Paizo Golem. That's me. We just stream it over there. And, well, Sunset Imports is the lead we got from Cyprus. We know, obviously, things are going on in there. We've seen things going on Visual in there. Visual confirmation. That's not a lot of... Not a lot of Scarlet Triad in there, though. So, clearly, there's... You don't need a lot. You have a demon. There's more... An identical demon at from play before. ...than just this. The question, of course, being what? Yes. Um, why is it called the Age of Ashes if I can't set things on fire? I can't be mad. Technically, you have all of Kentargo to Good night, everybody. Good night. <laughs> Help me. We can't stop you from flying around and...